It's in my heart. It's in my soul. Here we go. One, two, three. Hello, timers. Welcome back to Best Friends for Lifetime. I'm one of your hosts, Allison. And I'm your other host, Vicki. And today, we're going to be uh, talking to you about the film Liz and Dick. Uh, starring Lindsay Lohan. Oh, can't remember the year this was made. Was it recent? 2012. 2012, homie. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor died in 2011, so they cranked this movie out less than a year later. <laughs> as lifetime do. <laughs> this is a running Damn. trend. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Um, wow. Yeah. So this is another genre of lifetime movie, which is a biopic. Okay. It may or may not be, you know, an accurate depiction. Mm-hmm. It did accomplish the task of getting me interested in these people. Oh, I did so much side googing. It was crazy. <laughs> um, oh man. I like where to where to fucking start. I I just want to do a disclaimer up top, okay? Okay. Go ahead. Go to ahead. any of our listeners, meaning Rosie and Dina. <laughs> um like this movie is about real people, but the opinions I'm going to give are based on what lifetime is presenting us with okay i'm mm. not talking about real elizabeth taylor and real richard no. burton okay mm. i don't know what they were like in real life i don't know if this is what the relationship was really like i don't know if richard burton was this hateable in real life i'm not sure <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so we're talking about lifetime's depiction of these people i gotta i i feel <laughs> I, I don't know why i'm justifying myself but like elizabeth taylor's ghost <laughs> i need to let you know <laughs> Like, this is not about you. It's about this Lifetime movie. Yeah. Okay. That was a good disclaimer. That was kind of like a please don't haunt us or hate us moment. I appreciated that. Yeah. I was just really aware that like, oh, this is told through the lens of Lifetime and this script. I did Google a lot to be like, did this really fucking happen, Allison? (laughs) I got some notes Uh about some shit that really happened. So. Uh, thank God that you did that. All right, excellent. So you have the notes about the reality of some of the situation, and then I have notes at the end of their astrological oh, yeah. compatibility. Get, which is, get ready, um, everybody. Allison did some fucking digging. You found their actual birth times, which I'm still actually, stunned about. It's weird how widely available some things are for people who are like wealthy and um, popular. Not popular. Famous. Not the same. Anyway, anyway. So we'll have some extras in there. So I think... My first thought for this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have 26 pages of notes, so let's oh! <laughs> let's do this. Oh, I, hold on. How many do I have? I have a nine. Oh, my God. 26. Okay, oh, right, Allison. Okay, okay. I texted you being like, this movie is only 20 minutes in and I can't, I can't I can't stop myself. It was a lot. I can't wait to hear about every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it okay, was okay. also hard to track, like, the beginning and end of this movie plot-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, it did a lot of jumping around. And it was... Oh, my God. How did you feel about how we entered this movie? Um, I was confused. There was, like... Right? I was really... It didn't give me enough to really understand what was going on. I had to take a lot of context clues. Because I don't yeah. know anything about these people. I just see an old man writing a note to somebody. And... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, How well, first we 
oh, we hear his voice first. Okay, sorry. We're not coherent because the beginning of this movie was crazy. <laughs> so it opens on a oh, pool party. Yeah, opens, but we don't know it's a flashback yet. That was what was yeah. confusing. Yeah. So the movie opens on like a pool party and a man's voice, like, I was listening to this in headphones and I felt like he was like <laughs> inside of me. It was oh, awful. Oh my, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and a man's voice just being like, I fell for you the moment I saw you all those years ago at a Hollywood pool party. <laughs> and like, Lindsay Lohan's there. <laughs> <laughs> in her bathing suit and a reclining chair reading a magazine with like a big floppy hat and sunglasses which i i do enjoy a big floppy hat i actually really mm-hmm. like the costume costumery in this movie mm-hmm. and uh his voice continues like oh my i should have just ripped out my headphones i did it and he's like <laughs> and when you looked at me with utter disdain i thought you were simply luscious oh yeah i have that oh i have and then my notes say, are we supposed to think he's a piece of shit or romantic? A timeless question. I think I have, what what I have in here is, this has the vibe of, like, when somebody's creepy dad or uncle might be checking you out at some teenage pool party. Like, that's okay. what he's giving me. Well, so here's my big problem, and I feel like you probably <laughs> figured this out from, like, look at their birth charts. So, IRL, Elizabeth Taylor mm-hmm. and Richard Burton are only seven years apart, age-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The age difference between Lindsay Lohan and her counterpart who plays Richard Burton, whose name is mm-hmm. Grant Bowler, mm-hmm. there's an 18-year difference between them, and you really oh. felt that. Yeah, that didn't go well. Uh, no, because it adds, mm-hmm. like, that vibe you're talking about and, like, an unspoken undercurrent of, like, a power imbalance through, like, yeah. the age gap. The age gap on screen, but in real life, they're only seven years apart, you know. And that's really not that big of a deal. No, it's not a big deal. I mean, at, she's 29 and he's in his mid-30s I, yeah. around this time, right? Like, and they both got kids, yeah. Yeah, so I up top too, like, I googled that, I think three-fourths of the way through the movie, because I was like, what the fuck? So Lifetime, like... Yeah. I mean, Grant Bowler is a great actor. I thought he was a spectacular actor playing Richard yeah. Burton. Yeah. But Lindsay Lohan in real life playing this is younger than 29. I mean, she just, <sighs> the gap between them was too big on screen, I thought. Yeah. No, so correct. they had that to either good. crank him down to a younger age or get someone older than Lindsay Lohan. That they needed Lindsay Lohan for this, which is what cracks me up about this. Because um, when I was watching this and we talked about this, I was taken out of the film the whole time because I'm just watching Lindsay Lohan pretend to be somebody else in whatever years, like the 60s. I screamed at you not to speak to me um, all week. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't want to talk about this movie because I was was dying to talk about it. But the one thing we did let let slip to each Mm -hmm. other is that both of us were just like, anytime I see Lindsay Lohan on screen, I'm like, oh, it's Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) And then you can't ever convince yourself that she's the character she's playing yeah it's like, just Lindsay lohan like you can't okay how are you supposed to tell any millennial ever anywhere that Lindsay lohan is being somebody else notable like she everything about her is recognizable at this point her voice her face the way she acts like you can't no she convinced me in parent trap when i was young and then that was it 
and I guess Mean Girls. But like that's it. And Freaky Friday. I mean, those Freaky are Friday. three of my top favorite movies. She was right. spectacular. I she's an early odds icon. I don't you get can't it. Just throw her into this. Uh, well, so when she played Hallie and Annie, I believe she was Hallie and Annie. Yeah. I, when she played Anna from Freaky Friday, I believe she was Anna from Freaky Friday. When she was mm-hmm. Katie Heron from Mean Girls, I believe she was Katie Heron. But every role since then, I'm like, oh, it's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I don't under, I don't get it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, kind of, to be fair, Owen Wilson's kind of the same way with me in my mm-hmm. head. I'm like, oh, it's Owen Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walking That's through this true. film. <laughs> And, you know, Lindsay is a good actress in this. That's the thing, too. It's not like she's just, you know? She's doing a good job. It's us. We're the problem here. We are the problem. Lindsay Lohan is is someone who I just want to do well. I love her. Yeah. You know? You know, we're rooting for her. I am always rooting for her. So I was (laughs) delighted to watch this, I gotta say. Okay. So we've established that the age gap between them sets a yucky vibe. And also, this is Lindsay Lohan, not Elizabeth. (laughs) The whole film. The Got whole it. fucking film. They gave her those violet contact lenses. It still wasn't working, but I was like, all right. That's right. Uh, anyway, okay, so the pool party, the narration, you're like, what is happening? Timestamp, August 5th, 1984. Suddenly, we're with the titular dick just writing a letter in his room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're made to understand he's writing this to Elizabeth Taylor. He gives a letter to his maid, asks her to mail it, and here's where he says, please mail this and tell my wife I'm going to lie down. So I was like, he's married? Right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, That that was so fucking subtle. It was so subtle that I don't think it was well done. Like, we needed to know that he was not married to Elizabeth in this moment and that he was also married to somebody else. To just drop a line like that and expect somebody to pick up on it, I don't think so. I mean, I did, but I was like... Wait, wait, wait. Well, I had questions about the state of his marriage because <laughs> he sits down on his bed and it's like a single bed. He's not sharing a bed with his wife. It's a single bed? Yeah, it's like a, like a, um, not even a full-size bed. It's like a twin mattress. Oh, I did Hand to God. That. Yeah. Oh. Huh. And then very dramatically on screen, you get the text, the last day of Richard Burton's life. And then yeah. we jump into another scene. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the metaphor version of Elizabeth and Richard. So confusing right off the bat. I know. I was confused by this. So the narrative device that they put in place to sort of navigate you through the whole movie is that uh, you have Richard and Elizabeth, a.k.a. Lindsay Lohan, uh, being interviewed um, by some off-camera person. So they're both sitting in director's chairs it's a black background. There's there's nothing else in the room. Richard's wearing a black turtleneck. Elizabeth is wearing a black shirt and some huge fucking diamonds. Uh, there, she's sort of done up. There are lights, like lights directly on top of them. They're both able to smoke cigarettes, which is like that's a theme for the whole movie. Just smoking, just smoking yeah. everywhere. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Where. Um, and yeah, so they use this interview sort of format to. Um, help you through the narrative every time so like during or after time jumps not during but after or between moments of time they'll pop back into this sort of metaphorical interview space uh to fill in the gaps of the story which is um i guess the the fictional responses of elizabeth and richard during yeah, it's, al- it's almost like they're doing like commentary on like yeah 
the movie, but the movie is their life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a, we cut to that throughout the movie and you never hear them being asked a question, but Mm-mm. it's the question is implied and mm-hmm. they are um, speaking about it. Right. So yeah. we get a, um, a glimpse into their relationship, like through this metaphor he apparently wrote her every day for 20 years. Every day? Every day? That's what he said. But later in the movie, it really doesn't seem like that. So, but they drop it in here. I don't know if she writes him back. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm busy. Yeah, so. Years every day. They give the little exposition here that they met while she was playing Cleopatra. And filming mm-hmm. had stopped because she had to have a tracheotomy, which I googled. Because mm-hmm. Lindsay here does, like, a glance away, and we kind of understand that whatever this was or the context surrounding the tracheotomy was, like, it's a painful memory for her. Mm-hmm. And then as she glances down, we get to see the huge fucking fake eyelashes they put on Lindsay Lohan. Oh, man. I don't know how she lifted her lids. <laughs> I... Okay, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think they put these huge eyelashes on her uh, because... Because they wanted her to somehow more invoke Elizabeth Taylor? Or do you think they did this because this is just how they do people's makeup? Um, I think they wanted to invoke Elizabeth Taylor. But here's the thing about Elizabeth Taylor that mm-hmm. on my side googling, it says that she had a, not only did she have her iconic like blue violet eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is insane, but like, it, you know, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, she had a genetic mutation where she had a double row of eyelashes, and I kind of feel like that's fake. I'm like, that that sounds like some old Hollywood bullshit where they didn't want to say she just wore fake eyelashes all the time. So, oh yeah, she just naturally has a double row of eyelashes. Like, that's fucking insane, right? Yeah, that can- Well, okay, I mean, that's bananas to me. But I also was like, does her astrology say that? I don't know, she's a Sagittarius rising. Maybe Astrology should... says she has a genetic mutation where she has a double <laughs> row of eyelashes. <laughs> the astrology says it! It says it right there! Oh, yeah, if, if you have a, a Sagittarius rising, you have a double row of eyelashes. Chime and if in. you have a Leo rising, you have an extra toe. You know, we don't make toes. <laughs> Chime in. If you're a Sag rising, do you have thick-ass eyelashes? The thickest. Eyelids so strong, they gotta lift them up and down. <laughs> um, God, she must have gotten eyelashes in her eyeballs constantly. Anyway, oh, yeah. so you know, Dick's contribution to the tracheotomy story is just like, ha oh, yeah, I had to buy a 65-carat diamond to cover that scar. And I was just like, what? <laughs> so the tracheotomy story, just as, like, a side note. Mm-hmm. So apparently while filming Cleopatra, the thing, the event they're talking about right now, and I don't know why they didn't just come out and say it, but she caught pneumonia, Elizabeth Taylor, and she oh. almost fucking died. So I guess... The procedure she had to have done is a motherfucking tracheotomy, Whoa. which is insane. Whoa. I so, mean, the very, like, mild Googling I did of her was, I mean, she had kind of health problems throughout her life. She she really did. It could it be all really the drinking and smoking? We don't know. <laughs> but not, to, not to blame. I feel so terrible saying that. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth's ghost. <laughs> I don't mean that. <laughs> God. So, it's really, but still, it's not clear what 
you know, Dick's role in the story is, or even what he's going to be doing on the set of Cleopatra, but he's just like, I got a call to fly to Rome, and then we got a timestamp, Rome, July Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, again, it isn't really clear. Uh, you flashed to Rome. You know he's filming. And it looks like a period piece. He's in a costume. Things are disorganized. He doesn't know where he needs to be. He's looking for the director. Nobody tells him where to
I can't remember if he even introduces himself. Oh, but he does. And she's <laughs> like, I already know your name. Power oh, move. That is good. That is good. And, and then, then he, he tries says, to shake her hand. And she's like, sorry, can't. My nails. Power move. <laughs> she does do that. I love that for her. And then he says the biggest, dumbest thing ever. Okay. Which actually, I think maybe a lot of people have heard where some fucking doofus walks up to you. Has anyone ever told you that you're a very pretty girl? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, honey, what? <laughs> the look she gives him. Excellent. She didn't have to say anything. None. Her expression is just like this fucking guy. And then she just walks away and doesn't she doesn't <laughs> respond. It was in that moment where I was like, okay, I like this. I like where this is going. I wish it had just stayed oh like that, where she just I ignores know. him the whole film. But And no. he's just standing there like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, like a total yeah. fucking dipshit. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> he's not even embarrassed. He just is just like, what's the problem? I don't get it. So he's a moron and she treats him like one so that's <laughs> he taught her how to treat him she just followed his lead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so i think uh i think this is when they pop back into the narrative sort of device which is the mm-hmm. interview and, and she's like i didn't like him at first <laughs> i'm like i think, I I think it was more so than that hard thing. <laughs> I think you I think yeah. you actually thought he was an idiot. Yeah, um, she put it so mildly. I just love that they cut directly to her and she was like, No, I didn't like him. It was fantastic. <laughs> Why would I like this fucking idiot? Oh. Uh and he says something that I almost disagree with, where he's like, No, 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 she thought I was too forward and i'm like no she thought you were stupid (laughs) yeah i don't think she was like this man is saying too much no 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 you said things wrong you were wrong you was you you were dumb you were dumb as hell uh yeah i don't too forward too forward like maybe they're similar in that he was disrespectful but like elizabeth taylor can get it elizabeth taylor fucks okay it's not that you were too forward you were just corny you just you know, you struck out. Deal with it. And uh, what did he say? He said, oh, you're unlike any creature I'd ever met before. I have problems with this, too. No, oh, I okay. hate that shit. I hate that shit. And this is where if that 18-year were... age gap between the actors it, really uh, shows. Yeah. And it shows. Um, Yeah, I... Okay, listen, I don't have a problem with names being used in a consensual partnership that's fine if you want someone to call you creature that's all good and well but in this dynamic it was yucky well it's objectification you know you're not a person you're a creature even if that's like a compliment of course that's how he means it right yeah it's still not seeing her as a person she's a thing to be one which is exactly why in the next scene Mm. we're in dick's Mm -hmm. trailer and he's getting oh, dressed, and he tells his mm-hmm. assistant, who we later find out, I feel like very late in the movie. Oh my god, I didn't that know this for is the his brother. Time. Yeah. Named E4, which I was Not like, Igor. I mean, E4. <laughs> and they're Welsh? Question mark? I was just like, I guess that's just how the Welsh do. I, I mean, I'm 31 and still learning I, things are names every day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um,. Who, by the way, I love E4. We're gonna, I'm gonna scream about him later because yeah. he says everything I'm thinking. He's really the viewer in this movie. So it's true. Dick's just like, I need to know where Elizabeth Taylor is dining tonight. 
And Efer's like, uh, bro, you promised Sybil your wife and your children. You dine with them tonight. And Dick cuts him off. He's like, I don't give a shit. Tell me where she's dining. And I'm Tell like, me where. Okay, so in this scene, when, first of all, I want to say in my notes, I'm like, he's ordering his, I don't know, butler? I didn't know yeah, what to call this man. I wrote assistant because I didn't have a good word for it. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? His fucking brother. I can't believe that shit. Anyway, when he's like, you told Sybil and the kids you would eat with them tonight, which is not the exact quote, but whatever. Again, much like in the beginning scene, it's not actually insinuated that Sybil is his wife and that he's talking about Richard's kids. For a moment, I was like, oh, does he like owe this E4 something? And he and Sybil is E4's wife and that's E4's kid. Like, I really didn't know. Yeah, I think because I had seen this once a really, really, really long time ago, I mm-hmm. kind of knew that he was, that Richard Burton was married. So when I heard mm-hmm. Sybil and the kids, I was like, oh, that must be his wife. But it really mm-hmm. is unclear at first. Yeah. Yeah, it's not clear. But now yeah. that I know that and I see how insistent he was on trying to find where Elizabeth was dining. Yeah. It's yucky. So his reluctant assistant and slash brother e4 (laughs) bring them to elizabeth taylor's dining and they get out of the car and dick's griping about how hard it was for them to find her and wondering how the fuck the press know where she is and e4 is like lmao because elizabeth taylor fucking tells them like she's in control of the press right (laughs) but i did love that e4 fully bribes the host to seat them next to elizabeth Mm -hmm. like the host kicks a couple out of their table to seat him there yeah I mean, there's, for me, there's a lot going on for this because it's like, first of all, the insinuation that Elizabeth, go ahead, like, she tells, (laughs) she tells the media where she's going out. Uh, So the information is actually seemingly easy to get to, which to me paints Richard as somebody who is incompetent, which I love. Uh, I mean, he's he's out of the loop. He's not in the loop. He's out the loop. You know, and... Because he's so much older, the actor's so much older, I'm like, because you're fucking out of the loop, because you're fucking old. No, it's probably actually because he's from the theater, and, like, he's not in the in-crowd yet, you know what I'm saying? new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, for E4 to have to uh, bribe their way in to a table is also significant to me, because had Richard been in the loop, had Richard had the social weight of Elizabeth, Elizabeth, even even a little bit, maybe that waiter would have been like, yes, absolutely, let's get you this table. But no, no, no. They had to pay for that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Richard is punching above his weight class, basically. He's trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Liz sees him sit down. Oh, my God. Do you want to recap the scene? Because this was just Liz being a bad bitch, and I really needed this. Oh, my God. I mean, this, this becomes like the... F- first real argument that they have and i just want to say this was richard antagonizing her for the entire time like he's the one who went out of his way to come to the restaurant and sit down and bother her night out like he did that yeah he's thinking she... like they're gonna have a moment together yeah no yeah or, no, or what the fuck was he thinking 
what the fuck was he thinking? Like, what are you? She what already you has a motherfucking Academy Award at this point. Okay. And her own husband. <laughs> and her own <laughs> so husband. Like... Also important. To... We also don't learn that she has a husband until no. much later. And I will tell you the scene at which we find out that Elizabeth Taylor is already fucking married. But much, much like with E4 being the brother, it's like these things are dropped so much later than I yeah. want. I'm like, uh huh. So just, just to make that clear, Dick is a dick and he goes out of his way to be that so he sits down at this table after bribing his way there and then elizabeth clocks this and she just loudly talks shit about him at the table to all of her friends so that he can hear she's like oh he's supposed to be some great shakespearean actor but he just asks me if anyone's told me i was a pretty girl <laughs> she so, quotes him she okay this is what i like though before you get into it because i'm yeah, sure yeah. you have the direct quote i'm positive Ooh. you do oh, um yeah, what I love, <laughs> no, I do have an idea. <laughs> so what I love about this is in their little tete-a-tete, is that the word? Yeah. Uh, they, she is just directly quoting him and making fun of him for things he did actually say. He has to talk shit at her by like just making something up and trying to call her rude for reacting to dumb shit that he said and also then saying more dumb shit and this is where i will say i bet you have the whole last quote don't you i do so here's what i have i have dick's full response to her roasting him but i also have elizabeth taylor's real life like recap of this because this actually did fucking happen oh okay so in real life elizabeth recalls I said to myself, oi, gewalt, here's the great lover, the great wit, the great intellectual of Wales, and he comes out with a line like that. Oh, god damn it, I love her. It's like even more brutal than the line they give in the film. I was like, shit. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, and let me just say, I don't <laughs> think his uh, rebuttal to her roasting is good, but this is where he says... <clears throat> He says to E4, also very loudly, so Elizabeth can hear him. He mm. said, you know, I had the misfortune of meeting the rudest actress today. She walked away in the middle of my sentence. <sighs> she has no idea what a Shakespearean pause is, because I said, has anyone ever told you you're a very pretty girl? And she had, not wa- had she not walked away, she would have heard me say, well, they would have been a fool. You are not a pretty girl, though you once were. You're now a beautiful woman with the depth of the ocean and your violet eyes and the promise of a ripe plum and your soft, firm lips and your spilling white hot bosom. But of course she didn't hear all that. Okay, I need to tell you, the house I live in is not very big, okay? Uh The walls are not very thick. I'm watching this in my room. Taylor's also in their room. Our doors are closed, both of them. And he mm-hmm. said, he said, spilling white hot bosom. And I said, ew. I went, ew! <laughs> and I know that's loud shit. I think it might have shook my room. But I heard Taylor react across the house. <laughs> they laughed. I was like, yeah, they know. They know I'm watching this fucking movie right now. Ew! Ew! Spilling, spilling white, white hot, hot bosom. bosom. I hate that those words have been said in that order and that i know that they exist in that order and that it is in my brain and in my notes i hate it i hate it i just have questions about if you thought that was gonna work because it doesn't <laughs> liz is fucking pissed she just picks up her shit and her entourage entourage leaves with her and her mom we later we found out here this is her mom so her mom's like he's oh my so God, we rude. Found that out so much later 
That, no. That was, no, that was late for me, too. She calls her mother here. Oh, my God. I so missed that. This woman's like, he's so rude, but he's got a hot voice, though. He could be a singer. Something like that. <laughs> Elizabeth scoffs. She goes, oh, mother, haven't we got enough of those? Oh, I and thought I that was, was just like, an expression. No, that's literally her mom. Wow, I weirdly doesn't look old enough you, to be your mom. The ages of this movie all. were crazy. That's why I was confused the whole goddamn movie about who the fuck this woman was. I didn't know her. E- I didn't know her. I didn't know E4 was Dick's brother for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Elizabeth was married already for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Mickey, I didn't fucking know that that was her mom until literally <laughs> the end of the movie when oh she God, says, "Mother, Elizabeth Taylor." Yes. It yeah. took me that long. I was like, well, who is this woman? It's also confusing because she really doesn't have much of a motherly role. She is also more like an assistant. She is actually an assistant. She's an admin. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, so it, it, she just, it was really quick in here. And so I picked that up. But if I hadn't mm-hmm. heard that, I would have honestly never known. I was just like, oh, shit. So <laughs> cut to the next morning. We meet Richard's wife, Sybil. And she's running around in a head-to-toe silky pink pajama set being like, Evar, help Dick. He's supposed to be on set in 20 minutes. And Dick is just like, pass the fuck out on the couch. <laughs> I did love this because Evar picks him up and Dick is not waking up. He's full dead weight being like dragged around. Like, Evar, I imagine, I don't know how Evar got him dressed. He must have like literally laid him down and like put his clothes on for him. Like, <laughs> I have, again, in my notes, okay. I still don't know that Sybil is Dick's wife. I'm, I'm, my best guess here is still that Sybil is E4's wife. And I was like, I can only yeah, assume. Or another assistant can, or something. Or that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I can only assume that these are Dick's babysitters. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Yo, because he needs that? a babysitter because he, he is out does. of his goddamn gourd. Oh, God. <laughs> Not a single gourd to be, fe- like, I. Yeah. But Useless so. man. Sybil's like, what the fuck happened? And E4 mm-hmm. is like, well, we met Elizabeth Taylor at a restaurant. He oh, was trying to be fun. friendly and she was rude to him. So we started like housing booze and now here we are. And Sybil had a look on her face, though, <laughs> that was kind of suspicious. So that pinged also for me of like, oh, this is his wife. She's already. Yeah. Like, hmm. Again, that's, and... that was maybe the first clue for me, too. Yeah. Also, that suspicion is like, well, if she's suspicious from that sentence alone, like. I was like, Richard, are you a cheating cheater who cheats? It's just like, yes. this is like the thing that you do. Spoiler alert, it is. Um, also, I felt bad for this actress because they dyed her hair blonde for this role. And she's, I mean, doesn't go with their complexion. It was brutal. Is that a make? They dyed it? Also, what accent does Sybil have? Oh, fucking no, man. As per usual, I cannot identify a fucking accent. I was like, is that Scottish? Is it Irish? And then we... We hear that, like, Richard and E4 are Welsh, so it's like, is that Welsh? But she sounds different than them. I don't, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know what a Welsh accent sounds like. She's just like, uh, oh, he, he's got to be on set in 20 minutes. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, what, what is happening? <laughs> okay, I want to break this scene down a little bit. Just with the, what E4's explanation was, okay? Okay. Uh, we ran into her at the restaurant. No, you did not. 
No, you did not run into her. No, you did not. You went there. You you yeah. decided to go there. You went out of your way, maybe, to yeah. locate Elizabeth. You did not run into her at the restaurant. That's Dick's, the first thing I would yeah, say. Yeah, Dick stomped his foot and yelled about how he doesn't want to see his wife and children. He wants to see Elizabeth Taylor. And then you got you, strong-armed into locating her, E4. Okay. And you literally bribed somebody to sit at a table near her. Okay, mm-hmm. let's get that clear. And then Oh my god, you're right. Her husband fucking spent money <laughs> to sit near Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, he totally Like did. fuck off. Yeah. Richard tried to be friendly. Did he what? Okay, no he did not. By the simple virtue that the encounter was forced in the first place, and then his declaration. And I wanna say declaration is a theme for me in this movie i have to use that word a lot in my notes he's he's a declarer whether people want him to or not okay so no he was not trying to be friendly we know that's a lie and then but she was rude what (laughs) no she had a completely normal reaction yeah to this fucking man that was and then he started really drinking because he's throwing a tantrum because he's yeah. got the the whole, I don't know, he embodies the nature of a toddler. So, Ugh, a horny <sighs> child. God damn yeah. it. It's really gross. And Sybil's reaction to all of that is to the part of the story, which is where Richard tried to be nice. And that's where she was uncomfortable. She was like, okay, Richard's trying to be nice to another woman? That she's is like, a flag for her. She's like, I've met my own husband. He's not nice. <laughs> So, yeah, when she had that reaction, I was like, ooh, why does she care so much? Yeah, I still don't know that she's his wife. Spicy. But then I was yeah. like, mm. But you get the sense that something is afoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the extremely <laughs> hungover dick apparently awakens. <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> they He's put conscious. him in a stroller. They dress him. They present him on set. Oh, my God. Uh, so this is also where we find out that he's playing Mark Antony, which was not told to us until right now. So I kind of thought that he had some fucking, like, bit part in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just, like, being really fucking obnoxious about it. Mm -hmm. Um, that would have been fucking hilarious if he was just, like, (laughs) unnamed Roman soldier who has, like, two lines. (laughs) And he's just like, hmm, Elizabeth Taylor was mean to me. So he can't get his fucking lines. And Liz goes, yeah, because he's fucking hungover. Uh, Liz goes to the director, Joe, and is like, hi, I think Dick and I should run our lines together in private. So, I mean, this is very gracious of her. She, like, takes him Mm -hmm. to her trailer. She pours him some vodka and is like, here you go. Hair of the dog. Cure your hangover, homie. Because she knows he's hungover. Like, she's seeing the signs. Yeah. She knows. Okay. Yeah. Have, oh, you don't drink, so you don't... (laughs) You've heard of I do. I have heard this. I mean, yes, I don't drink, but I have historically been around people who are drinking. So, yes, I know hair. I know hair of the dog. I'm aware of this. have heard of it. I thought it was kind of a thing only, like, major alcoholics did when I was in England for a month. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, this past October, there was one day where I was hungover. (laughs) I'm actually impressed I managed to only be hungover one day, but I was hungover... And there's an there's an opening that night and like 
you know, you gotta celebrate too. So I was like at the studio slash office, like trying to get myself together to be like, okay, I gotta be okay by 6 p.m. <laughs> to survive, right? Uh-huh. And every single person I ran into, it was like seven people that like work at the gallery. Mm-hmm. Either I told them like, oh yeah, I'm like kind of hungover, or they heard from somewhere else, someone else that I was hungover. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm hungover. And every single fucking person, I kid you not, was like, oh, well, just drink some more. And I was like, what? Like, the first person that said it, I was like, ha no, that's fucking crazy. The second person that said it, I was like, that's wild. Um, You know, Kane just said that to me, like, five minutes ago. By the fifth, sixth, and seventh, people that oh were God. like, well, you just drink some more. Well, you can't drink beer, but just, like, a little nip or something. And I was oh just God. like, no, I am not. I was laughing so hard that, like, that's just everyone's advice. It's just like, you know what? There's poison <laughs> Just churning around in your stomach. Why don't you put more poison in? I was. Oh I didn't do it. I could. I couldn't do it. I couldn't Good bring myself on to you. fucking do it. No, oh I just God. laid in a giant beanbag chair that was massive, and I just got bubble tea and just like laid on it. It was like this is my home now. I love that. God, yeah. Apparently, it does actually work, which is um absurd to me, and also there's no way. Me. I, according to Greg, which is you know. My authority on um, responsible alcohol use. Um, Greg would not be. I would also like to say Greg and I, Gregory and I, uh, <laughs> once walked. There was a bar in Waltham you could walk to. Well, there was a couple, but we went to one. And this was the night that I drank 11 ciders. No, no. <laughs> I think he had, like, 12 beers. It was, like, the most miserable semester because we were both trapped with, like, literal psychopaths, like, vandalizing each other's work and stealing each other's shit. And he and I were just, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're just trapped in it. (laughs) So one day, we were like, a Wednesday night, we were like, you know what? (laughs) You know what we're going to do? We're going to walk over there. Anyway, the point is, Greg is not the person you should be listening (laughs) to. Listen, I don't know, man, but it is, it is common. I'm shocked that England is the first place that you heard that. Oh, the, I've heard of Hair of the Dog. I just, I mm. wasn't prepared for every single person I encountered that day <laughs> across, you know, gender, socioeconomic situations, <laughs> all of them just being like, oh, well, you just need to drink more. Anyway, speaking of people who drink too much, Dick and Liz are drinking. Mm-hmm. And Dick makes another fucking pass at her. He does, and then he acts like he didn't. Which oh, is what well, pisses me off. That was very uh, realistic as well, yeah. don't you think? She, yes! I was like, oh, bitch, what the fuck? He, oh, oh. Uh, well, yeah, so, she, oh, oh. Okay, so even... she's like, I love this shit because Julie Andrews gets dragged into this. She does. <laughs> she's like... This is like, excuse me, that is not what this is. I've heard all the stories about you, and the only co-story I've managed to seduce is Julie Andrews, and if she can resist you, then so can I. Shout out to Julie Andrews. Good for her. And he does the thing where after she rejects him, he's like, well, you're ugly anyway. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, what does he call her? He calls her dumpy. Yes. He calls her dumpy. I don't like dumpy women. And I was like... Bro. I was like, really? You don't like dumpy women? Because you were trying to fuck her like 30 you were just... seconds ago. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Idiot. Yeah. I and mean, Liz I'm glad is like, she asks him, asks him to leave. You should have just kicked him out, but okay. I forgot that she asked him to leave because 
I wrote anyway. Liz is like, <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh, and the next scene, though, she... Elizabeth Taylor is a fucking bad bitch, because next scene is where Dick and his wife, Sybil, are at dinner together. Oh, God. And he's chugging booze, and she's like, slow down, and he's like, no! And then fucking Elizabeth Taylor rocks up, mm-hmm. and she greets Sybil very politely and nicely, and you can see Sybil's mm-hmm. like, doesn't know what to make of her, she's like, doing calculus in her head, right? Is Did mm-hmm. you figure out in this scene that Sybil and Dick were married? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So, Dick's all huffy, mm-hmm. but he, like, asks Liz to join them, almost like a threat. And Liz is like, nah, I'm here with my husband, Eddie. Um, <laughs> and that and is that what was I discovered. A, I was, yeah. Hold on a second. Like, record scratch moment of, like, what do you mean you have a fucking husband? <laughs> so, she's like, nah, I'm here with my husband, Eddie. I know how hard it is for devoted couples to find alone time with each other. She oh. is scolding Dick without scolding him. It is so cool. She rules. I really love it. And then she keeps walking. She's like, bye, little bitch. So. <laughs> he's really affected by her. Like, he's really, he's getting drunk because of her. And Sybil seems aware of this, which is why she's so uncomfy. Oh, yeah. She's got a goddamn detective hat on. You could tell she, Poor like, man. has put it firmly on her head in this scene. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she knows something's happening between the lines, but she doesn't know exactly what. Elizabeth is, like, young, hot, ferocious, fabulous, and Dick, like, I write he's an old fucking petulant child, but I guess he's not really that old in real life. Again, yeah, the casting decision on this. That's Lifetime's mm-hmm. fault. Mm-hmm. But he's not on it, on her level. Even if he was, like, 35, or I guess he would be, uh, I can't do math, 36. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Right, she's 29, he's 36, I... whatever the fuck. He is not on her level. Yeah, not at all. Though, you know, this is interesting now that I'm thinking about it. I think Mm -hmm. he, as a husband, may have been one of the closest in age to her. Uh, Well, her final husband was like 20 years younger than her. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of yucky too, right? But like, a lot of them were much (laughs) older. She swung in the other direction. (laughs) Yeah, her her first husband, she was 19 when she married him. And she, he was much older because she like wanted that stability and like thought I don't know that he was gonna like bring some of that settled energy into her life he Mm -hmm. didn't and he was abusive so she divorced him and then um her second husband so much basically tried to use her for clout as well he was an actor I think it was her second husband he basically tried to like use her for clout and like was not working between them I think she was only married to him for a few months and then divorced him uh-huh, uh-huh. And then her next husband was Mike, who they refer to him later. They were married, and it seemed like they were happy, but he fucking died in a plane, plane crash. crash. Now, hold on. The one before him was, like, 20 years older than her. He was. I didn't check the ages, so her first and two husbands were she had two kids older. with him. Damn. And then she had another kid with Mike, who was also, like, a little, like, close to 20 years older than her. Maybe even a more. And that's what I'm saying, like, and then Eddie might have been more her age, but, like, here here Dick is, who is, like, somewhat age-appropriate. It's unsurprising to me that she found, maybe in life, but definitely according to this Lifetime film, herself so drawn to him. And this kind of, for me, solidifies my point of view in life that is, like, maybe don't date so far out of your age bracket. That, I don't know. I did, that's, that's just a personal so opinion. People can do what they want. That is really interesting. And that was interesting. the longest relationship she had. Yeah. 
Well, it's rocky and on and off, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah, well, that's because they're... Yeah. Well, uh, well yeah, uh, that's not... Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. We'll get into all the thing. Anyway, so my next thing says Liz and Dick finally hook it up. <laughs> that so, was a noise I made. Yeah. Liz is lying down on her back, fully clothed on her bed, cucumbers over her eyes. Her mom, not assistant, comes in. It's <laughs> like, Elizabeth, it's time to work. It's a scene today where you got to make love to Anthony, Anthony, a.k.a. Dick, who you hate. And just P.S. The mom pulls the cucumbers off of her eyes. She has her full fucking eye makeup on underneath those cucumbers. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not how that shit works. <laughs> why, why, why are we doing this? And you know what? They fucking know that, too. Yeah, Lifetime, I need answers, okay? They know that's not how that works. But this Stupid. made me laugh, not only because of the cucumbers, but because Liz is like, ugh, gross, ugh, gross, I can't believe it. A love scene with him, and then it cuts to Dick being like, ugh, a love scene with her. And I was like, mm-hmm. didn't you both read the script? <laughs> I know. Don't they know? You know what cracks me up most about Dick's reaction to this is actually yeah. E4's reaction to Dick. And he's like, well, it isn't coal mining, is it? And I was like, <laughs> forgot about that (laughs) now you know dick has his own stupid response to that but like i just can't i can't unhear that that's so goddamn funny he's so fucking funny i just i was like why are you guys surprised like did you you not read the script like what the fuck is happening Mm. anyway now we're at the shoot i i need your help with this scene (laughs) just because like okay so we're at the shoot and dick Mm. says to liz like help me help you help me help you believe we are in love and he's like doing this monologue and she's like are you staring at my chest right now bro like she literally says are you staring at my chest right now and he's like yeah why not it's very hard of you it holds all the carnal and maternal desires and i was like what the fuck and then they start making out and she's into it how allison Yeah. yeah i okay i don't fucking know okay i also have that quote right are you looking at my chest Yes, why not? It's all you promise. It's love. It's sex. It's nurture. And I'm going to pretend it's all mine. That was another loud ew for me in this moment. I had another big loud ew. I did curl into a ball. Okay, so here's the thing. I get it, all right? There there are people okay. in life. I, I who... need you, because you say you get it. I, I don't get it, so I don't get I don't okay I don't get it okay let me be clear I get that there are people who want this makes sense to me I'm not gonna shame you for it I would never if some fucking anyone said that to me even if I wanted them I'd be like maybe don't talk anymore (laughs) you know stop talking you're ruining yourself (laughs) you're ruining this for me uh but I think this scene is supposed to uh maybe indicate this like I don't know, really repressed and now like un not unfurled. <laughs> it makes me want to throw up. What word am I looking for? Like they um, unleashed their chemistry the second yes. they started macking on each they, other. Yes, they unleashed their desire for one another. And like in his in his attempt to be genuine in acting, she was able to pick up because she's Elizabeth and she knows what's from what that he's being genuine right now. He's like actually not acting and he's just telling her actually how he feels about her bosom and she was like okay maybe i'm into that and then they make out in front of everybody and i just want to say you um yeah it goes on so long everyone on set is just watching them 
That's what I'm saying. Everyone on set. That's my favorite part of this. Actually, is the flip to all the people watching them, and you see all you see all these so, people. Someone clears their throat. They're so uncomfortable. You see. Okay, no, listen. You see all these people who are like in in dress suits and pants. They're all straightened up. They're all they look like they've been ironed. They like some of them are sweating and loosening their collars. They're uncomfortable. They're twitching. But I look over at the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my god, he what? looks like. He looks like he's having the time of his fucking life. I'm so mad. Stop it. He's like smirking a little bit, and I'm like, you are in, you're almost in the right industry. (laughs) Fuck, I wish I had seen him. Well, I I mean, Director Joe has my dream job because he walks up and he just cuts in and ruins their moment and is like, excuse me, Richard, you're supposed to finish the line and then kiss her. That is actually when I noticed the cameraman when this oh, that is, it oh was the God. duality of them. It was beautiful. Oh, I was just jealous of the director. I was like, yeah, I would love to throw cold water on this situation. And mm-hmm. they're just like whoops. And then they go back to making out. And so oh two God, of the crew. Goes, yeah. Well, we never get their names, but they are consistent characters. There's like one woman in a houndstooth, like two piece outfit and a man with like brown hair and thick framed glasses. And they're talking yeah. to each other. And the man's like, fuck, who's going to tell Sybil this time? And I was like, this time? Ooh. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. He's a fucking cheater who cheats. And the woman's yeah. like, fuck that. Who's going to tell Eddie? I mean, I'll be honest. I feel less bad for Eddie because this time was in Sybil's sentence. And I fucking yeah. hated that. I was like, damn. Oh, I fucking hated that shit, too. I was like, okay, this is just like the thing that you do, Richard. Um if I was so, if I was someone in this movie, I would be one of the fucking crew members in the back being like, God damn it. <laughs> I got to deal with this fucking throat. mess. Fuck. Yeah, we see Liz and Dick sprinting to her, tra- her trailer to go fuck. Yeah. Which is bone chilling. And just as they close the door, like, Eddie in a smart brown suit walks up. And just as he goes to enter the trailer, Glasses Man is there like, hey, Elizabeth is in makeup and successfully distracts him. There's another scene where they disappear into Dick's trailer and Sybil walks up and crew lady with her massive heels just fucking books it mm-hmm. and like sprints straight up to her, almost crashes into her and is like, hi, Richard's in the wardrobe and like distracts her as well. So this poor fucking crew, like this is part of their job is yeah. like lying to their spouses and like Assisting throwing distraction parties. Yeah. Ew. I yeah, couldn't, I don't think I could do that. I could mad. not. I would not. I would let that door get open. I'd be like, and if, oh, yeah. You. And if I'm wearing heels, I'm not breaking my fucking ankle <laughs> to go, like, sprint across a fucking set to, to tell this woman to lie to this woman and say that her husband's in fucking wardrobe or wherever the fuck. That's a terrible job. Liz and Dick go out to dinner and the paparazzi get photos of them walking together. Yeah. And the newspapers are super rude. They're like, see you, Eddie, like, as the title. And I was like, I read that damn sheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, like, a meeting with two very displeased men who are in oh charge of something. Did you Did you figure out? Yeah, they, they were, like, some sort of Hollywood executives. But I have here, and I don't know if you ever watched The Office. No, it makes me... Um, Really uncomfortable, I'm sure. I don't love... Yeah, it makes all my internal organs uh, shrink together. Anyway, what? <laughs> Tell me more. You look right past, dude. Well, if you did watch The Office, you would have noticed that the bald man behind the desk 
mm-hmm. who is incredibly displeased, the Hollywood executive, mm-hmm. is none other but Creed, who is like an unhinged old man in the office. And I was thrown. But yeah, he seems very upset by the newspaper coverage. Uh, paparazzi seems to be a new thing in this day yeah. and age also. So. It's a new thing. They, originally, uh, they originated in Italy. Which, mm-hmm. you know... Makes sense, uh, the name. Not, yeah, it does make sense to me. Italians are the fucking worst. Paparazzi! <laughs> Paparazzi! <laughs> um, I can say that because I am Italian. It's fine. I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> of my own people. Um, <laughs> we're fucking obnoxious and nosy. Of course we invented paparazzi, you know? <laughs> Got it. So, uh, Creed from The Office is like, what the <laughs> fuck? We have a publicity department that pays people off so photos like this do not get out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, nope, now that the paparazzi exist, that's no longer a thing. So I guess it was way easier to curate the image of celebrities back then, like that's before this time. Thing. Yeah, that's interesting to just think about as a phenomenon um, and has never been something that has entered my brain. I'll probably not follow up on that, but that's kind of cool. I mean, I, don't, I think paparazzi are the fucking worst and like ruin people's lives, like you know, Elizabeth Taylor and also like mm. Princess Diana and like shit mm. like that. Um, mm. But I also think the way other end of the spectrum where like a movie studio has complete power over your image is also kind of frightening. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's be in the middle and cool about it. We never will be because <laughs> we live in an exploitative culture. Anyway, the point is we cut to the metaphorical director's chairs and Lizard Dick are saying like, yeah, they were the first affair that like really blew up like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how movie stars had affairs all the time, of course, but no one wrote about it or I guess could write about it. And I think it had, I think you're onto something. I think it had something to do with the formation of the paparazzi. And also I think it had to do with the fact that they were both married. Yeah, but then they have, oh, I guess so. Both married Also, and they're kids. in Italy, so they're like, fucking fight me, bro. Like, yeah. we're not yeah. in the U.S. Eat a dick. We mm-hmm. are in Rome, and we're going to fucking take all the pictures we want. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we also get the background of Liz's husband, Eddie. Mm. So this is, I mean, this was fucking crazy. They drop it in here like it's nothing, which I guess if it happened to you, it would be like nothing, but... So Liz's husband, Eddie, used to be married to Debbie Reynolds herself. R.I.P. Love her. Christ. Yeah. I know. And and so Liz and Eddie had an affair. Mm. And this was after Liz's husband, Mike, had died in a car uh, plane crash, which is even crazier mm. than a car crash. And Eddie was very good friends with Mike and she was vulnerable. And then that's how Eddie and Liz got married. Like, so Eddie cheats on Debbie Reynolds with Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth cheats on Eddie with Richard Burton. That's what you get, Eddie. Yeah, that's what you fucking get, Eddie. I don't know. I feel... I... I We meet Eddie later, and I only feel bad for him, so... <laughs> In that one scene, for sure, yeah. So, Liz, as she is depicted here, says, do I sound defensive? Because I'm not. And, like, I can't tell yet if she feels badly about her relationship with dick or how it started dick's quick to come to her defense and make excuses for elizabeth because she's like with like the thing with eddie because he was like you weren't in your right mind after mike died and it's also obvious that he doesn't fucking feel bad about cheating on sybil so i was kind of like 
do you feel bad? I don't think she ever does feel bad about cheating on Eddie, do you? No, I actually don't think she feels bad about cheating on Eddie. I think she might feel bad about this, like, I don't know, the, the situation as a whole. But she is, again, entering into a relationship that starts with an affair when she just did that. So maybe, like, that's starting to weigh on her. But the idea of, like, maybe actually no longer loving Eddie and cheating on Eddie, no. She also doesn't seem to feel bad for Sybil at all. Like, no, and maybe this she is the script not. or the writing or what, yeah. or like maybe life sounds like we can't speak about that. Like, I don't know what the real Elizabeth Taylor felt about any of this. We, I mean, we can't know. But she seems to have next to no empathy for Sybil, like whatsoever. No she doesn't even, I don't think no she empathy. ever talks about her or really even fucking thinks about her, really. Yeah. I, well, I mean, there's at least one scene where I'm like, mm, that was crass, but okay. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get cover into it. it. Yeah. Well, so this scene, it cuts abruptly to Dick being slapped in the face by Sybil, which I love. Deserved. I gotta watch that on a loop. I, mm-hmm. it just cuts to him being fucking smacked across his stupid face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I loved, mm-hmm. I loved everything about it. And I felt really bad for Sybil. Yeah. I mean. So the nuance to this is like Sybil's crying and yelling at him and she's hurt. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, I've put up with your affairs for years. But Here's... now I'm being made a public fool of. It's being shoved in my face every day. And I and she doesn't say this, but basically it's like, I look stupid publicly for staying with you. I don't know. This undercut my love for Elizabeth, like, a little bit. I mean, yes. I, this thing, I have love for Elizabeth, but any story that involves cheating, I have really strong opinions about cheating in that it is pretty black and white for me. There's no reason for you to cheat. No. Unless you are in an abusive relationship and you are getting away from an abuser, there is no reason for cheating whatsoever. Um, So I don't like that Elizabeth does this at all. Movie Elizabeth. I don't know shit about real Elizabeth. Yeah, we don't know. So, but uh, supposing Elizabeth is single. Okay. She's Mm -hmm. not cheating on her own husband, right? Like, I think it's a bad idea for you to get involved with someone already in a relationship or is married. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that, like, I think the person who was doing the cheating on their spouse is the person to blame, okay? Like, they're the one who had made promises in that relationship, right? Like, yeah, the spouse who's being cheated on, I don't think has a right to blame the person, like, the other woman or the other person. I think mm-hmm. they should be directing their anger towards their spouse, which Sybil rightly is, but... My point, that's all a very roundabout way to say, like, if I was the other person, like Elizabeth here, Mm -hmm. I would be upset that I was the weapon with which he hurts his wife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I know what you mean. I guess, I guess this is interesting. For me, it's, it works down into like a type of, uh, like a scenario or percentages, right? Like, had Elizabeth not known that dick was married had he been hiding that had that been a secret i would not hold her in any way accountable right she knows though she She knows knows, and she's also already married as well yes but let's put it in the scenario that you're talking about where she's single but she knows that richard is married and so yes i think sybil's anger should absolutely be directed towards richard and I think that if we break it down into who is responsible and who is uh, who's responsible for the harm that is done, it's like it's like a 70-30 situation at that point, if she knows. 
70. Yeah, no. I think that's a good breakdown. I mean, I don't think that if you're the other person, you're completely off the hook. Like, yeah, you're not. Morally. You're not. I think this shit if thing you to did, do. No, only if you're being bamboozled are you mm. off the hook. Yeah, I mean, because you don't know. Not. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, knowingly doing that is like, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. absolutely shitty. I know Elizabeth does it here where, like, we're in love. Like, people think yeah, that if they're in love with somebody, it gives them a free pass to act badly. No. Mm-hmm. Like... That's, deal with your shit. Yeah, deal with your shit first and then get together. Anyway, so we bounce over to Eddie and the mm-hmm. press is hounding him outside of his house. He's trying to blow it off like it's no big deal. He walks mm-hmm. into his fucking house and there's a big ass oh. party going on. I do feel bad for him with this. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, because Dick's there. He's all fucking boozy and obnoxious and he gets up and, ge- and greets Eddie all friendly. And Eddie's like, what are you doing here? And Dick's like, I'm sleeping with your wife. <laughs> and Eddie's like, Wait, wait, and Ed is like, I am sleeping with your wife. <laughs> and they're in the middle of this fucking party. And he says to Elizabeth, like, I have a question for you. Who do you love more? Me or Eddie? Pick one of us. You have to pick one of us. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. You gotta pick one of us. Who do you pick? He's yelling. The party has gone silent. Yeah. And here's where I have a problem with Elizabeth. Because she answers him. I would be like, excuse me? We are not doing this right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I would leave. I'd be like, absolutely not. We're gonna go furiously whisper in the other room, but uh-huh. I'm not answering you here right now. But oh, she does. Yeah. She does. Liz does answer, and she says she loves Richard more. Yeah. She says it once. She says you. And Eddie is such a fucking turd. He's like, talk louder. We can't hear you in this dead silent room full of people. We're previously having a great time at this party. Talk louder. Publicly humiliate your husband more. And mm-hmm. then she repeats that she loves Richard and then starts crying and then leaves. And her mom chases after her. Allison. I hated every second of it. Hated it. The audacity for Richard to demand that she choose him over her husband when he won't choose Elizabeth over his wife. Because we just had a scene where his wife yes. is like, yeah. what the fuck? And he doesn't tell her he wants a divorce. He's just like, oh, oh yeah. No, yeah. It's the declaration theme again, right? He has her declare loudly in front of everybody, including her husband, that she loves him. And it is forced. And, you know, I I have no idea what I would do in this situation, mainly because I would never, I wouldn't be caught dead in this situation. No, me neither. Oh, my God. Um, I will say the thing I respect Elizabeth for in this scene, though, is regardless of how forced, coerced I would go, Mm-hmm. Um, the situation is how messy it is. She still actually does say the truth for herself. That I, is I, true. I think she is being coerced into saying it, but I think she is actually being honest in front of everybody, which is incredibly difficult. I don't know that she should be given really any credit for that, considering again that the situation is a mess. But that was the one golden nugget I could pull from this fucking disaster of a scene. I was just mad that like, you know, poor Eddie's just like sitting on the couch being like what the fuck like this guy doesn't do any he doesn't even get mad he doesn't yell he's just like what the fuck is happening to me and like the fact that dick demands all of her and gives her nothing in return is insane to me this i wrote this fucking guy in my notes so many times if i was eddie i would go fucking feral like I, (laughs) I, i would not just be sitting on the couch like that i would and liz doesn't get mad at dick She's, like, hurt, but if I was her, I'd be fucking furious. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that would be the end of all of my relationships in that moment. But again, like, 
I mean it. I I don't know what I would do in that situation because I simply would never be there. Never be there. Yeah, you would fucking never. Absolutely not. I'm thinking about it and I'm like, okay, most of the time I can like kind of put myself in other people's shoes. Maybe the closest person I can get to relating to is Eddie here. But as far as Elizabeth and Dick, never. I would never even be there. I would you know never who, be there. No, you would be there. You'd be someone at the party just being like, <laughs> honey, don't answer him. Someone get this <laughs> fucking guy fuck out of dick. here. <laughs> you would be the only sober person at the whole party just like, oh, God, Christ. What a mess. <laughs> I'm the person who leaked the news. I was like, damn, I got a story. Ooh, ooh, go outside of the press, guess what? <laughs> would be me so liz's mom chases her down and this is where we learn elizabeth taylor is 29 and she's already been married four times and clearly her fourth marriage is about to end yeah and her mom's like "Ah, that's a lot of marriages you need to get your shit together (laughs) to which to which elizabeth replies like what am i supposed to do i love the man so i know love makes people like really fucking stupid i've been one of those stupid people sure can't relate but okay but well then i'll tell you well i didn't do what elizabeth does right so i decided to do a version of what her mother suggests here and i got my shit together i took ownership over consistently not picking good partners Mm. and that like i needed to look inward to figure out what was going on right because like Mm -hmm. you see liz consistently has been choosing bad partners and we are seeing her do it yet again she is Mm -hmm. continuing this pattern right Mm -hmm. like that shit starts from inside of yourself bad partners and bad relationships do happen to people but Mm -hmm. it is a choice to stay in them with a stipulation which is if you're like past me or elizabeth here you don't even recognize this person's bad for you so you don't even realize you have that choice and I think she, in this statement of saying, what am I supposed to do? I love the man. She doesn't think she has a choice. And she continues not to think she has a choice for the rest of her life because side googing, Elizabeth Taylor ended up being married eight times, twice to the same man. So uh, she learned no lessons. Ghost Elizabeth Taylor, I'm so sorry. But the Elizabeth we meet at the beginning of the movie, who's just mm-hmm. like, fuck you and your corny one-liners. I'm busy smoking and being fabulous. She like never reappears. <laughs> no but that's what like fucking toxic men do to you right they like Mm -hmm. my sister-in-law said to me after the thief of joy broke up with me which my pride Mm -hmm. hurts but i feel like i have to admit that like that disaster human actually broke up with me um Mm -hmm. she said to me and i this really stuck with me for like a long it actually kind of haunted me she was like you know the thing about him is that he just dimmed your light Mm -hmm. and dick is a light dimmer in this yeah. movie, you see yeah. him. We're not even. We're just at the the start starting line, for yeah. listeners of Dick consistently dimming Elizabeth's light. He is a light dimmer. I I think about this um this way that toxic men do women specifically in like cis and straight relationships. Like yeah. if you let that man put your bar on the ground, if you if you put your bar on the ground, that man's gonna bury it. And when he's done burying that bar, he is going to bury you with it. So. Don't let it touch the ground, you know? Well, more on this later, because uh, I'm not done ranting about this. So Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Liz and Dick are still carrying on. The entire crew is huffy with them because they yeah. just take off in a goddamn convertible. Like, <laughs> like that's a wrap. And they're like, where are Liz and Dick? And they're like, it's like, I thought it was going to be like the end of Greece where they just take off to the skies. They were just gone. <laughs> so they go to their country estate and they're just like taking baths together and having sex yeah. and doing Ew. monologues and shit. And, I uh, hate it. So, actually, at this point in the movie, I was like, what is going to happen next? Because, like, they're already doing the affair and everyone knows about it. That's the yeah. part of the plot that's usually, like, suspenseful. Will they? Won't they? Or, like, like, oh, no. Are their spouses going to find out? Like, everybody already fucking knows everything. So, I was like, where yeah. is this going to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just a side note. They're having a good time swimming naked in their pool. The paparazzi <laughs> shows up. And Liz is so mad she just fucking moons them. And I love her. <laughs> It was, yeah, that was not clear to me at first. I was like, what did they, what just, ha- did she just show her whole ass to these yeah. people? And that was, yeah, that was the move. Good for her. It was great. I did hate that he was like saying poetry. Like I, this, okay, this is just not my vibe. Some people out there love that. Good for you. Uh, you fucking do that. Do it. I hate it. I was uncomfy. At, they were in the bubble bath together. He was reciting poetry to her when she was in the bubble bath. I was like, let her bathe by herself, please. I, I, I hate it. I think you and I are just fundamentally unromantic people. <laughs> <laughs> we want devotion. We don't necessarily want romance, okay? Yeah, two very different things. I want all of you or I want none of you. That's my whole vibe. Bubble baths don't have, they don't factor into that equation at all, okay? <laughs> you know, I was looking at that being like, I bet that water is cold by now. You're right. Ew. I was also thinking like, does this man ever shut up? That is my nightmare. Like, like can you imagine like trying to have sex with somebody who just won't stop reciting like soliloquies from Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I could imagine that. I don't think I'd have a good time. Oh, you said that in a way where I was like... Maybe you could imagine it. Has well, it I guess happened to I you? could have. I, it hasn't happened to me, but I'm like, you know. You're like, it's me. I'm the soliloquy person. I I do it. No, I just. Uh... If there's a weird transition here for our listeners, it's because Allison and I exchange a lot of stories we just had to cut from this episode. <laughs> um, uh... Remember the jewelry store? Uh, okay yes the jewelry store let me first tell you when they pulled up to the jewelry store the -hmm. the jewelry store uh (laughs) she's out there getting some jewelry um uh it came out of me it was like i couldn't control it um yeah the first thing i noticed was they pull up and it's just the the obviousness of the green screen like the italian background is is so fake that yeah. it was i was like holy shit yeah they really dropped the ball with that they sure i mean it's a lifetime though they had to turn what? this movie out elizabeth taylor had only been in her grave for three and a half months they had to get it done <laughs> this script was wrote, written over a three-day weekend everyone oh, was on shit. cocaine like come on no. <laughs> I'm going to do a line for you, Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't, actually don't know if she did the cocaine. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to assume yes, because everyone was on fucking coke. Anyway, so they meet this very... Okay, let's talk about the side character that was maybe my favorite, which is the Italian <laughs> jeweler. Tell me why you loved him. He was just so peppy. He was just happy to see them, happy to do whatever. He was also real cute. 
I was like, that's all you got to be for me right now. My standards are real low at the moment. Yeah, we need somebody to enjoy because yeah. we're mad at Dick and also now Elizabeth. I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dick's like, choose whatever you like. I'll buy it for you. For you, Elizabeth. Anything. anything. Mm-hmm. And I made a note. His poor fucking wife. When was the last time he bought her anything? For real. Also, for okay. Real. Okay, okay, okay. That's a great point because this man, he's making the money, obviously, right? He employs his own goddamn brother. And and his wife just, like, lives there attached to him, and he's fucking around. So he's making the money. He's spending his money on Elizabeth, who also makes a lot of money. I would... Why if isn't I wasn't... she buying her own jewelry? Well, I mean, it's different if someone else buys it for her. It's know, free jewelry, be... Allison. I Come know. on. Come on. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be fucking furious. I mean, besides the fact that I'm getting fucking cheated on publicly by my husband, right. I would be so mad that he's spending this much money on jewelry for another woman. I'd be fucking yeah. furious. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, this this necklace is gorgeous. This gorgeous emerald and diamond necklace, which yeah. I'm sure is a real necklace in real life yeah. that existed. Um. Like, I don't consider myself a person who cares a lot about stuff. Like, we've talked about how I don't <laughs> own enough possessions. Um, mm-hmm. But this necklace was absolutely beautiful. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's pretty. But then a line happens where I thought of you, Allison, because I knew you'd hate it. Mm-hmm. Where she thanks the jeweler. Yeah. And Dick's like, I'm the one you should be thanking. <gasps> I do remember that. I was like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I hated it. I think that's where I was like, she needs to buy her own jewelry because this motherfucker, Allie, he thinks he's something else. You thank that jeweler. I, mm. I was, I don't know what it was about that statement, but it was so icky. And I was like, fuck you, he my is, guy. He is icky. <sighs> so as they leave, they're getting into the convertible and one of the paparazzi, I couldn't fucking believe how fucking rude. Not, I was mad at this paparazzi. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Hey, Signore Burton, your wife attempted suicide, yes? And I was yeah. just like, what a way what to fucking tell somebody. Fuck? Yeah! So I guess Richard Burton does sort of care about his wife because he gets a taxi for Liz, yeah. like puts her in it, image. and then he takes off to go see Sybil. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, and I guess you like, do care. Dude, and then Elizabeth, upon parting from him, was like, I love you, you know that, right? <laughs> this is not the time it's never been the time but now it's definitely not the time guess what he's rushing off to go be with his wife because liz he has a wife he has a wife he has a wife that he has not chosen over you you know so dick shows up and e4 is there and e4 is like where the fucking fuck have you fucking been and so okay so the way dick takes off in his convertible you think he i really thought he was gonna rock up and be like Oh my goo, what happened? Is she okay? I know I've yeah. been terrible, but like, I do care whether she lives or dies. No, mm-hmm. because E4, again, is like, where the fucking fuck have you fucking been? And Dick is like, ah, I was lost in the depths of an ocean. Oh my god, that's right, that fucking prick. What an idiot. Yeah. And E4 is like, what kind of fucking poetic bullshit is that? Your family's in trouble. I love him, by the way. Yeah. He's the, he's the person just telling. Richard to his face that he's the worst. He's so sick of his shit. He's so sick of his shit. So, they have an exchange here mm-hmm. where Dick is like, I love her! And E4's <laughs> like, tough titties, you're already married. 
And she's <laughs> like, she loves me. We're meant for each other. And, um, you know, E4 brings up a good point here. He's like, she probably also said the same thing to her last four husbands. You're not Ooh. special. Ooh. Which, I mean, no shade to Elizabeth Taylor, but like, yeah. Actually, I mean, I think Elizabeth does think that Dick is special, but he's yeah. not. I think that's the whole thing E4 is saying. You're special for now, but yeah, it's not going to last. And I'll, Yeah, but like Dick's got the same goddamn problem, seems like. I'm thinking about the structure of this and the time with which this story is taking place. Mm. And part of me wants to say here that Dick is just allowed this behavior, right? He's a man. He's allowed these amounts of dalliances and uh, the wife that he has will hold fast and hold steady. Elizabeth, and, and also maybe there's less pressure because should he divorce, he doesn't necessarily have to get remarried. So I think maybe Elizabeth having several husbands maybe speaks more to the pressure with which women had to be married. I think Elizabeth thought she had to get married. Maybe she thinks that. You know, and a husband is not going to stay by your side the way a, a wife will, right? Mm. He's not going to be cuckolded. Yeah. It's like yeah. There's a whole word for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas a wife is, is expected no to turn a blind them. eye. Yeah. So I think yeah. Elizabeth just... So one of her husbands obviously died in that plane crash, but I think her second husband... And her third husband, I think they overlap. I think this is just what she does. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the history of her marriages, there's not a year between any of them. You're right. I'm yeah. Like, also, I'm wondering, again, because of the large age differences in some of her early marriages and what we know about early Hollywood being so abusive, specifically to young women who are getting their start, I, there's no fucking way any of those were any good, you know? Yeah, God no, knows what was good. happening to her in those marriages. Um, and that probably didn't help her form the ability to maintain any sort of good or, or like stable relationship anyway. So like in some ways there's like a faithfulness to the to her inability to maintain or to locate a steady partner. It's it's like the world around her just reinforced that, which is kind of shitty. Also, we need to note that everyone is constantly drunken on pills. So drunk and so, so many pills. Yeah, that didn't help. I think maybe she thought a, a great romance and marriage would solve a lot of her problems. But like I said before, it's internal work that needs to be done. Like this next partner, this next person who's giving you a rush of all those good feelings mm -hmm. isn't going to fix you. You need to fix your own shit. So, <sighs> this is where Richard pays Elizabeth a visit, and he's mm -hmm. like, look, I can't be with you, it's over. Which, she... I was confused by. I was like, yeah. why? You don't even like your fucking wife. Like, I would have liked a scene where he talks to Sybil, because to me, this comes out of nowhere. We don't see Sybil in the previous scene. No, we don't. We don't know what's going on. I think it's really just E4 being, like, the voice of morality, that really got through to him. He was like, okay, E4's right. Like, I'm not special. I have a wife. I should be focusing on my family. And that's probably what convinced him to come back and be like, listen, it can't It can't be. I'm not special. I'm not special, you know? Yeah, you're right. That must have been what happened. E4 mm -hmm. reminds him he has responsibilities. I, I can't believe it got through because it's never gone through before. Um, <laughs> you know, Liz, Elizabeth takes this super well. <laughs> you know, again, where was that bad bitch from the beginning of the movie? She's gone. 
Do you want to tell the listeners what Elizabeth decides to do with this news? I sure do. She runs off and says, I won't live without you. And then, I mean, a quick trigger warning. She yeah. tries to end her life. Yeah, she runs off to her room in her long flowing robe and nightgown. Yeah. Takes a bunch of pills and sloshes it all down with some vodka and then just awaits her fate on the bed. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what she has decided to do with her life now that Richard will not be with her. And I was like... The thought of ending my own life over a man, I'm too prideful. I would fucking never do that shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> again, again, a situation I would never be in. Never. I, uh, yeah, again. I mean, but she's probably already drunk. I don't know. Yeah. So Dick comes oh, yeah. in. And he's like, I'm sorry, I have responsibility to be with you. And I'm, I'm my notes, I say, I just say, bro, since when? Yeah. Like a thousand question marks. <laughs> and then Liz lets him know she took all the pills. And he's like, you what? Mm. So he scoops her up bridal style. And we cut to him still carrying her bridal style into a hospital, just like yelling at people to help her. Ugh, I just can't believe that this relationship is airborne. Well, it's contagious. Two separate women in what seems like 12 hours have decided to try to end their own lives over Richard Burton. Get rid of Why? Him. Get rid of him. I mean, I'm not trying to blame, you know, Sybil and Elizabeth for their pain. No. I'm sure this happened in real life. I just... The Richard Burton that's being presented to us does not seem worth it. I don't know. I Maybe because I'm not charmed by him, I don't understand. But... I mean, again, the casting and the story that's being presented to us does not paint him as a likable person. Ever, really. Like, if he was, I don't know, Leo DiCaprio at the age of 36, <laughs> I'd be like, I get why you feel like this is a life or death situation, Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Not to take suicide lightly, but uh, let's just say she'd be extremely upset about, like, losing him or, like, is oh. really, like, I'm into... I, w- I would understand why you're so into him. Sybil, I would understand why you don't want to lose him, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing That's against it. the actor. Not, nothing against Chris <laughs> Bowler, who plays Richard Burton. But the man is in his, like, you know, he's in his late 40s or, or early 50s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, who else could play, like, because Richard Burton, back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, it, when he was in his 20s, he hot in his 20s. Really? Oh, I get it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. go out of my way to look at I mean, everyone him. ages terribly, by the way. This movie is what made me realize, like, for women, the reason why they're like, your career is over by 30. Oh, you're 30? You basically have cobwebs coming off of you. It's because everyone drank and smoked and Uh like the studios were feeding these poor actors like uppers and downers like judy garland and mickey rooney talk about like the insane just like pills they were given all the time that shit makes you age like yeah extraordinarily fast even one of those things would make you age extremely fast now we got a trifecta of bad shit coursing through your veins at all times Mm mm-hmm it's fucking no wonder that because everyone did look like shit by 30 right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean they were just trying to die you know they thought cigarettes were good for you actually they were like oh i gotta God. take my morning vitamin and then they just like light their fucking i don't know she's a woman so virginia slims or whatever <laughs> um so anyway so what i'm saying is like i needed richard burton to be hotter and then i'd be like <laughs> I understand why. I needed to believe. <laughs> yeah, my my disbelief was not suspended. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you gotta 
I know you like Charlie Hunnam. You want Charlie Hunnam in there? He's a little too working class, actually. He's, like, working class high. He's, like, the hot mechanic that you're, like, mm, if you wash off your hands real good, I would, like, you to put them all over me. <laughs> Shut up! <sighs> okay, so now we know that You're so mad at me for bringing that up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, we will ignore our last lifetime episode where you encountered someone hot and couldn't handle it. So, so I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to tell the listeners that a doctor I'm drowning out. in an ocean. Get your head out of that ocean. <laughs> um, Elizabeth. I guess the doctor comes out and tells Dick like Elizabeth's gonna be fine, but she doesn't want to see you. So they're like broken up, right? Mm. But they still fucking work together. See, this is the problem. This is why I don't shit where you eat. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. like, we go to the next scene, and Liz is in her trailer having her makeup done. She looks like fucking hell. I get it. Mm. Joe, the director, mm-hmm. comes in, and he's like, all right, this is the final scene. We gotta shoot, and then we're fucking done. How are you doing? And she's like, not well, my guy. Mm. And I, sorry, <laughs> could not believe that they were still shooting Cleopatra. How much time do you think has elapsed at this point? Because I, I thought it had been, like, a year, but apparently not. I felt like it had been months, but they act like it had just been weeks. <laughs> I don't fucking For know. For all we know, it fucking has been. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So the movie wraps and everyone's jazz except for Liz and Dick, who are both miserable. They, like, have another conversation in Liz's trailer. She's wearing that, like, red flowy dress, I by the way. I love it. Oh, so good. God, the costumes in this movie were fantastic. Every time I noticed something she was wearing, though, I'll admit, it was red. She wore a couple red dresses, and I was like, damn! Yeah, she looked great. Ah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, Elizabeth tells him, like, she doesn't have anything lined up after Cleopatra. She needs a long break. Mm. So, uh, Dick tells her that Sybil's agreed to try again. Again. Like, why? (laughs) My notes just say why in all caps. Why? And... Uh, here's why. He tells her it's for the children. He, quote, can't do it to the children. And I'm like, you already did it to the children. You done been doing it to the children for longer than this. Boy. And then, you know, Liz says something to him who, like, uh, she says to him, basically, I'm like summarizing. She's like, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. I done told you not to play with me and you fucking did. Yeah. Like, I told you not to do that shit unless you were serious and then, and then you fucking did it to me anyway. Like, I yeah. warned you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that uh, was uh, upsettingly relatable. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's real. Like, when you are able to communicate what it is that you do and do not want, and the other person's like, yeah, 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 got it, and then they just do those things anyway. I know. That's well, uh, very uh, reasonable to be upset by. <laughs> yeah, D- Dick isn't hearing her, of course. God forbid he learn a goddamn lesson because he turns around and blames it on Liz. He literally makes this whole thing about him. Yeah. He's like, you're it's breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. You're holding the pieces. Bitch, are you oh, for ew, real? I forgot he said that. Ew. Yeah. My heart is broken. Oh, I you didn't have even... the pieces. Oh, I didn't even write that part down because I got so upset by it. I was Like, sick. stop reciting poetry at me, bro. Ew. I'm mad. And like... What did you... What did you Again, give her line, though? Because she says she, this. She says, I don't loathe you. I hate you. Yeah, I heard that. It went in one ear out the other. I was like, <laughs> I, don't, 
I aren't these synonyms? One just sounds fancier than the other. Like what? <laughs> like I was kind of like I didn't get it. I was like, is she kind of like making fun of him for like talking all Shakespeare at her? <laughs> I don't loathe you. I fucking hate you. Like that's the only mm-hmm. read I could give it. What did mm-hmm. you think? Because mm-hmm. I, I know Elizabeth Taylor said. knows what those words mean. <laughs> I know. I know. I okay. I was just. I I was so ragged by this point that I didn't know what to think. I was just like, okay, I don't care. I need to ask. I need help. But you just said that and I was like, ooh, I like I like that and therefore I will believe that. We're gonna go with that. Yeah. (laughs) I just I mean I just got mad because like I think I would hate but still respect Dick if like he took any ownership over this choice that he's making. Like he doesn't know how to do that. I mean like I know what it's like to be able to see that this current relationship is only going to end badly. Love is not enough. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes your partner isn't willing to let go. You have to do it yourself. You mm-hmm. have to smash both your hearts. Like, you have to make that choice, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is not doing that, though. He's like, you're breaking my heart. Again, you reminded me about how he's like, the you have the pieces in your hand. I'm like, yeah. he, he's acting like this is something that's happening to him. Mm-hmm. And it's driving me insane. I think it's also driving me insane because this also feels very real. Like, this is some bullshit someone would say. Yes. Yeah, it's unnervingly relatable. (laughs) So they do separate. And she's she's taking time off. She's at home. Oh, I love this. I put, she's at home. I love this. She goes, I say, she's at home, relaxing, drinking with her children. Yeah, that's and she's just oh gosh, she's just outwardly complaining about how bored she is. She's bored. She's never not worked. She doesn't know how to do this. She's bored. Uh, I can't can relate. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I just I don't know what to do with my time if I'm if I'm not. Well, because my work, I've managed to somehow spend money out of like doing the thing I might want to do. Oh I make God. paintings for a living, man. So if I'm not doing that, I'm just like, what do I? Rising, we get it. You get it. We get it. You get it. All right. I mean, I just, I if, is this a meme? Because it should be. Because Lindsay Lohan <laughs> in a fucking lounge chair outside just yells into the air, "I'm bored. <laughs> I'm so bored." And her mom and, like, a bunch of servants come rushing over because they're like, what is happening to you? And she's like, I'm bored. I need you, again, I need to remind you that I still don't realize this woman is her mother. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think this woman was? It's like an older lady in charge I literally could not figure it out. I have it in my notes. I'm like, okay, who is this woman? A surrogate mom? A nanny? It's her fucking mom. A paid companion? I don't fucking know either. I don't know who she is. And so... Right, so she's she's bored. She's kind of throwing a tantrum, okay? She received a letter from Richard. He's asking to meet her at a cafe. We don't know why. Well, okay, so it's three months later. Mm-hmm. You'd think that some healing has happened. She's probably drank a swimming pool's worth of alcohol. <laughs> uh-huh. Would you read this letter? No. Well, that's a lie. That was a lie. Yes, I would. <laughs> I can't help myself. I yeah. need information. I, no, I'm fuck so fucking nosy. I would, like, 
fully knowing it had the potential to fuck me up psychically, but... Yeah, I would read it. Well, I would have to know how bad it was going to hurt my feelings. Do you... (laughs) I tried explaining this to someone, and they were like, bro, what is wrong with you? Because I was talking about how um, one of my exes had asked me to go for drinks, and I I just went... Because I was just like, I I, I don't... I think I'm over it. (laughs) But uh, the analogy I used was like... I was like, it's like a, it's like a stovetop. Okay. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the stovetop is cold, mm-hmm. but I got to touch it to, just to make sure it's, it, it, if it's hot and it hurts me, that's okay. So, so now mm-hmm. I know it's hot. Mm-hmm. So I got, I just got to see if it's hot or cold. Like I got to do the full check. Cause I, I don't know for sure until I fucking put my hand on that stove. And they were like, that is not how you check if a stove is hot in real life. <laughs> and I said, fair. No shit. But... <laughs> Get out of my <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I understand. I'm going to go ahead and say that I understand. I get it. Um, I would never meet up with somebody in person, but if I was sent a text, a message, or a letter, would I read it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that letter even said. We don't know. Fucking no, they did. We, ne- we were never told. Whatever. Richard's apparently in <laughs> Switzerland. Liz shows up to meet him at a restaurant looking fabulous. That fur hat. Whatever. <laughs> So they both acknowledge that they're miserable, but they haven't reconciled and they haven't fought. They're sort of just like, yep, so it's like this now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's like a montage of them seeing each other and kind of walking and talking in various settings. It seems like the tone of their relationship has shifted. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that the cloud of intense donking has lifted, it seems like they're actually maybe like striking up a friendship. And I also Mm -hmm. didn't know where this was going. I was like, Okay, like maybe this is what they're gonna be like, except, <laughs> god damn it, I was like, fuck! Because they meet and exchange thoughtful gifts, and I was like, gross, he's still married. Yeah. But whatever, it could be under the guise of like, we are friends now, these are thoughtful gifts. It's not like he mm-hmm. gifted her another goddamn emerald and diamond necklace. That's true, he gives her a shitty little gardening book. Yeah, and she also buys him a book. Um, An expensive s- book expensive book yeah she kind of flexes all over him she's like yeah i think it's another declaration honestly like she gets him a very expensive very old book well as if that wasn't enough her next declaration is that you know dick tells her he's taking a job he's going to be playing (laughs) a husband whose wife is running around on him and he's like haha what a crazy change of roles and i'm like you're not cute no that's not cute it's not funny it's not funny yeah remember that time you we're cheating on your wife <laughs> habitually. Remember that? Oh Elizabeth is like, well, who's playing your wife? And he's like, Sophia Loren. And she's like, ha ha, trick. I'm going to fucking get that role. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> she goes out of her way to get that. Yeah, I'm, she, I'm conflicted. She bullies these directors, man. Oh, oh my God. Oh. I, her dick swinging energy is incredible, but it's such a bad idea. Like she should be getting over this man. But here's the thing is I think she got in contact with him too soon and that the stove's still hot, but she's just like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So the director's for the film is on the phone with Liz. And he's like, nope, I'm not hiring you. We don't have the money. I don't want that kind of publicity. Nope, 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 nope. But of course she fucking gets it. Because the next second she's strolling into a hotel room. <laughs> and this very same dude is like, you're sweet, Miss Taylor. P.S. Did you recognize this actor who plays the director? Uh, I did, but I can't remember where I've seen him from. But I was I'm, like, wow. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to lose your goddamn mind. It's my boy, Maxwell Sheffield from The Nanny, starring Fran Drescher. Wow. Whoa. Is him. Uh, I was so huh. glad to see him. I was like, oh, he's still doing stuff. Uh, oh, look at that. 
Um, anyway, my elation was short-lived because knock, 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 it turns out the adjoining suite belongs to Dick and they're back on their bullshit already. They didn't even pretend like they, they weren't going they to. They gave them adjoining suites. Those fucking... He's like holding a rose. This asshole kicks open the door with a rose in his hand and I was like, He's fuck. Like, ready to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, they're fucking in bed. Yep. Dick's phone keeps ringing off the hook and it's probably Sybil ringing and ringing and he's like, that's it, I'm sick of this shit, I'm getting a divorce. Oh, now he's sick of it. Now he's now he's done trying to be responsible. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And his next choice is that he decides to leave and drunk drive back to his house in North London. Great. Oh my God! The way he shows up, he is disheveled. He is the <laughs> image of disheveled. Yeah, he comes. Are he practically pops- on backwards. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like shit. He looks like. Shit. Like, why did they do that? Well, drunk driving was not illegal back then. They were just like, haha, whatever, it's fun. And uh, E4 meets him on the, like, mm. front stairs before he gets in the house. Mm-hmm. And they just have another iteration of their fight where E4 is like, grow up, take responsibility, you have commitments. Yeah. And, you know, Dick sticks his fingers in his ears and he's like, yeah. I can't hear you. La, 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 la. That really is how it goes. That's that's a word for word. And then it cuts to Liz all distraught looking at the clock at the hotel room because he must have driven driven over hours ago, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she's scared he's going to choose his wife over her, which she should be because he consistently has in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to watch her because she's, yeah, it it is the repetition of the pattern that we've already observed. But this yeah. time it's more painful because it's just the same dude again. Like again. literally the same scenario. And... At some point, right, after kind of watching bits and pieces of her meltdown because he is not returning, we also learned that um, uh, she's not technically divorced. She's just separated. Eddie won't, like, finish the divorce, like, sign the papers, maybe. Yeah. Um, And they flip over to that narrative device where they're being interviewed. And the Mm -hmm. first thing she mentions is she's like, I guess no one ever said no to me before. And I'm like, "Ah, I think it's just more complicated than that, you know? Yeah, I mean, she rejects the idea that she wanted him because she couldn't have him. But I'm mm. like, I'll, I'll grant her maybe it's not that. What I think it is, is that she's stuck in the potentiality of him. Mm-hmm. Because that's what keeps you in a bad relationship. You get trapped in the, like, if only. Mm-hmm. Like, if only he wasn't married. Like, it, like if he wasn't married, then, like, things would be so much better. Or, like, if only he worked closer to me, then we could be... You just keep, you know, if only he drank less. Whatever the thing is mm-hmm. that you think is a barrier to your relationship, you're just waiting around until those barriers get removed or he fixes it. But here's the thing is, like, it's a lie. It's a trap because if he wanted to be with you, Elizabeth, he would be with you. And he's not. Wowie. That's, um, that's yeah. like an observed thing I have seen. Well, that's a thing I have lived as you've, um, you know, you've, you've said I'm, you apologize to me for my Virgo Venus because, um, <laughs> you're trying to help these people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get the stuck in the potential of the person. Like if only like this thing would happen, then our relationship would be better. You know, like once he mm-hmm. gets this thing, things would be better, mm-hmm. but you should never count on it. And I think the one of the things I learned getting older is like it's such a trap and it keeps you in bad relationships you have to date the person as they are now not who they could be because they might never be that person and in fact 99 percent of the time they aren't you know yeah 
Yeah, you're not going to... Yeah, you shouldn't be dating somebody to change that person. That's wrong. No. It, you know what? Even if they're promising you that they're going to change, they're not. No. <laughs> like, if they were going to change, then they would, and they haven't. They just said that they're going to, so... You know, yeah, that's also a promise, the... date a reality. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Don't date a promise, date a reality. Ooh. What's your Venus placement? Aquarius. That's why I don't it's that's why I don't want to be in love sometimes, but I am. <laughs> I, but I am. Greg, if you're listening. <laughs> you are special. <laughs> He's a very special boy, I know. He's a very special boy. Again, two it's, Sagittarius it's, it's... Each, dating each other is fucking hilarious. Just. Yeah. Sorry, you guys got together to begin with. I know I've referenced this on the podcast before, but I couldn't, I could not believe, like, I knew the end of the story. I was with both of you at the beach. I knew the end of the story resulted in you two being together for like, I don't know, five, six years at that point. But I was, I was like, and then what happened? Because I was like, no way. No way you guys got this train back on the tracks. <laughs> it's <laughs> We cut to the set of this movie that Liz and Dick are making together called The VIPs. It's January 1963, and I did some math here. So that means it's a year and a half since Liz and Dick first met. So Liz and Dick are on a shoot, and the director, Max Wield, Max Wield I cannot pronounce that name. Maxie. Jesus Christ. Maxie. Mr. Sheffield uh is talking to two of his crew members and he's just watching elizabeth and richard next to each other and he's like how are they drinking at eight in the morning he's like <gasps> stunned and honestly same that's how they do um so they shoot a scene and uh they have a fight that it's not at all about the thing they're pretending to fight about so what happens is uh director maxwell sheffield is like great acting homies let's take it again and they're both like why yeah. It was perfect. And Dick is like, how dare you? I was perfect. And then Liz gets on his case and she's like, why are you not calling me perfect too? So they just have this screaming match where they call each other bossy and drunk and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So they're arguing about this to vent their frustrations rather than Elizabeth actually saying, why won't you leave your wife? Can I also yeah. say in one of the scenes of this movie that Liz is wearing what I can only assume is a full raccoon around her head? Like, oh, there's yeah. a whole-ass animal on her you know head. What? And she's in, like, a dress tank top, eyeliner, long cigarette on a stand. Like, what is it, that animal doing on your head? It looks good, though. I couldn't believe it. It was so ah, insane. Ooh. And I was like, but it works somehow. How? <laughs> I like that you like it. I mean, it, it is absolutely unhinged. But I, 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 don't, I think it kind of works. I don't know if she wore it with insane confidence. I was like, all right. It worked for the scene, that's for goddamn sure. It sure did. So, well, so and it works on argument. Richard. Yep, because they go back to the <gasps> hotel and they have disrespectful makeup sex. Okay. They sure sure. <laughs> Immediately. And then the next day, Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> go ahead. You do it. She... <laughs> <laughs> I was also so mad. <laughs> she buys him a fucking... Van Gogh. She bought him a Van Gogh and hung it up on the hotel's silk walls. But I have to tell you, those two things are infuriating enough. The most infuriating part of this is that she says to the poor hotel administrator person that is following her around that 
that he fucking deserves it. That Richard deserves a Van Gogh. You know, next time I feel bad about any money I ever spent on an ex, I'm going to remember that Elizabeth Taylor bought a Van Gogh for a man who wasn't shit. For a man, like, who, was mari- for, to, for a man who was married. You know, I instantly felt better about myself. I gotta say, this really lifted me up. I was like, damn. <laughs> but that fucking Van Gogh is like, basically why Sybil finally is like, I'm divorcing you. Yeah. To Richard. It's like she's Elizabeth looking at the Van Gogh. God. Yeah, Elizabeth marked her fucking territory with money, with a Van Gogh. She's like, I can't compete with that. Like, so Sybil's just like, I can't compete with this. No wonder. And then Richard says the biggest lie of the movie, which is like, oh, nonsense. She didn't win me over with a Van Gogh. You know, I don't Uh, care about stuff. uh... And Sybil's me, because we're both like, well, that is categorically bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you love all this shit. You've always wanted, like, the riches and the publicity and your photo in the papers and the fame and the fans. Like, like, uh, yes. Like, why are you lying? You love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she says she'll give him his divorce. Do you want to know what happened to Sybil? Because I Googled. Oh, I did too a little bit, but I didn't go too far. Just that she became, all I saw was the queen of disco. (gasps) Yes. So Sybil Williams. Because I had to know what happened to her. Because I was yeah, like, you know, she's important. after you wash that man out of your hair, what Thank happened God. to you? So, yeah. in 1965, mm-hmm. she founded a super famous nightclub, which mm-hmm. they consider the predecessor to Studio uh, 54. Wow. In Manhattan called Arthur, mm-hmm. or maybe the Arthur, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was attended by, there was a list of celebrities, but here's the ones I pulled because... Uh, I don't think I could have ever imagined this group of people together unless I had, like, a very intense fever. Like, <laughs> so it's like, celebrities like Truman Capote, Princess Margaret, Andy Warhol, Angela Lansbury. I was just like... What? 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 There needed to what? be a crime that happened and Angela Lansbury needed to solve it. I need to know that they had a murder <laughs> mystery night at that disco, but okay. I'm happy for her. Well, anyway, so uh, that's what happened to Sybil. Congratulations to her. She also got remarried to someone much younger than her. So she was, like, hot and doing it. Um, Wow. And she was like, fuck all the haters. I'm living my best, most fabulous life. And we love her for it. We love her for it. She really fucking went through it, man. (laughs) Um, Cut to Elizabeth popping champagne and being like, ha ha, yeah, you're free. Yeah, see, this is where I was like, oh, you didn't give a fuck about that woman yeah i think that's when i was like elizabeth you're an asshole for this like yeah movie elizabeth you're an asshole i really needed because he's this type of man you know he was talking absolute shit about his wife and she definitely believed it but we didn't get any of that so um i mean we could kind of condense this part where like basically they call a bunch of couples to celebrate with them uh and and they kind of get iced out yeah. yeah. They see them out at dinner and they're like, oh, interesting. I guess the their children made a miraculous recovery and their cat's <laughs> not dead or whatever the fuck. So, I mean, it's intense hypocrisy and, and Liz kind of calls it out. Um, yeah. But I was I was worried because I felt like Dick was having cold feet. Yeah, same. I mean, he was acting he, like it. Here he, yeah. he found himself in another committed situation so quickly. Like, of course. Well, I think he... It's like it's now just occurring to him that like it's going to be slightly hard for a little while to transition out of his marriage with Sybil and into a real relationship with Elizabeth. And he's like, 
well, I don't want to leave the comfort of having women constantly cleaning up after me and taking all the labor, <laughs> both emotionally and temporally. Mm-hmm. Like, classic man, you know? Yeah. Um, but Elizabeth, they kind of have this conversation in the taxi where, like, it's kind of like, oh, people don't like us. They think we've abandoned our children. And I was like, "Have did you not before? But okay. And he's like, oh, there's so much paparazzi. Can you imagine raising our children around this? And, like... Elizabeth is just like, I'm fucking ride or die, bro. We're going to do it. I don't know. She's still, like, not acting. And uh, he decides to do Hamlet in New York. Mm -hmm. Six months later, Elizabeth finally gets her divorce. And then March 15th, 1964, Montreal, Canada. They actually Mm -hmm. get married. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Watching them go through the list of churches that would marry them was actually very funny to me. There, there's like this scene where they're just both sitting in a hotel room trying to find anybody who's going to marry them. Yeah, they settle on a up. Unitarian. I'm sure there's so, a, I'm not religious, but I'm sure there's a, it sounded like a very in-Christian joke where the, yeah. like, the Unitarian will do it. And they're like, yeah. is that legal? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, that was, that joke was beyond me. Well, we see in an earlier scene, actually, the Pope fucking hates them. So clearly (laughs) Catholicism wasn't going to happen. No. Yeah. So they get married. I couldn't believe it was happening. And then back in New York, Richard has his opening night doing Hamlet. It's fine. At the after party, E4 goes up to Elizabeth and actually apologizes. Yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was super wrong about you. And you make Richard really happy. And I was like, okay. And this is the hour mark. I was like, where is this going to go? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was interested yeah. in that. Cuz at the 45 is when there when his his divorce happened. He was granted his divorce. That was halfway. Yeah. Well, I th- I didn't realize that like this was gonna this interaction right here with Ernest Lehman was gonna like really play an important part in the in kind of like the rest of their dynamic so Ernest Lehman rocks up at this party he's played mm. by the guy who plays Steve Miranda's boyfriend on Sex in the City <laughs> did you recognize no you don't recognize him I did not recognize that one I'm glad you did though Sex in the City is a show that I'll rewatch every five years or so and become furious uh, <laughs> like I hate everybody but Samantha but I'll just okay. like, hate watch it for yeah. like three of the seasons straight and then give it up anyway <laughs> So he's a writer who wrote the screenplay for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and he wants mm. Liz for the role. So you could actually watch this entire movie on YouTube. Oh. You can. Okay. So I, I really want to watch it, personally. Um, I kind of want to watch all the movies they've been in after this. Well, she... I also want to watch Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, because she won... Mm? Did she win an Academy Award for that? Mm. Maybe. And she's excellent in it. But anyway. So what did you think about this? Because... Dick's trying to, like, wriggle his way into starring opposite her, even though, like, I don't know. It seems like she's like, you already have a film lined up. He's like, yeah, I'll do this after you. So, like, Ernest agrees, and Richard's gonna do the role. Um, yeah, I just thought it was weird. I, they I go, that... they only covered maybe a fraction of the movies they star in together in real life. Like, what do you think yeah. about all this? I mean, the thing is, like... I. I have in my notes that the thing that made me most uncomfortable was the scene where they were kind of like fake fighting in front of this oh, director. I was like, get... you guys are just venting a, a ball. A this is all like a very real argument, just passive aggressive and put on for show for the... And yeah. I'm like, is it? They were going like... to have that argument later. They just didn't yeah. have it now. <laughs> that yeah. was going to happen anyway. Um, and it was, I, I was uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable when any, any couple makes like, 
fighting their personality. It's exhausting uh, to be around. It's exhausting to be around. It's not real, and it's real in the worst ways. Like, it's not real in the way that it's actually playful. It's not playful. It's all passive-aggressive and weird. So that makes me uncomfortable. I hate watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, is of- this just how actor couples are? Like, do y'all want to work together like this? I don't know people who worked in Hollywood. I don't know a lot of actors who are coupled with other actors. But when they are, is this what y'all do? I'll expand more on this later, but it sort of seems like Dick is trying to use Elizabeth's clout to get roles. And Elizabeth yeah. is more than happy to help because she's not insecure. She's happy to help. She she is ride or die. She wants him to be successful, too. So, yeah, we cut to the Academy Awards. Oh, God. So, Dick is nominated for it for a role he was in without Elizabeth. Like, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, like, hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And he loses out and, like, he's yeah, upset. And- Sulk, the sulking, the tantrum. This mm-hmm. fucking sulking and this... Well, Elizabeth's trying to comfort him. It's not working. They have a bit of a fight, but Richard kind of cuts it short so Elizabeth won't storm out. But it doesn't bode well because Elizabeth has an Academy Award and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And um, it cuts to a premiere of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And Dick's all kinds of insecure and clearly jealous of how great Liz is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Uh-oh. we got a partner who can't stand it when his partner's doing well what did you think you were getting into when you decided to get married to elizabeth taylor you're also using her to propel your own career upwards and then you're mad that she's like really good at this career mm-hmm. like why are you mad at it? i mean it just it, it drives me fucking crazy I mean, it's all about the power dynamics, right? And I think this may have been, like, pretty common in this era with men and women. It's common now. I got news, man. Yeah. People are just now. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote on my notes, can you tell this has happened to me personally? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I I think this um, took this long to come out in their relationship because if we track this, right, they met when she was in Cleopatra, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was in the VIPs with him. And Dick was married to Sybil at the time. So after um, Cleopatra, Liz had taken a break from acting and he mm-hmm. was doing work. And now she's like really back, really back. And she knocked her out of the park because she's Elizabeth fucking Taylor. And like he's jealous. I don't think he had ever experienced the full force of how great Elizabeth Taylor is and can't handle it. And the next scene gets worse because this is when they're in Mexico six months later Mm -hmm. and E4 gets the call that both Liz and Dick are nominated for the Academy Awards. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So Richard isn't happy. I saw myself a lot in this scene, I want to say, because Liz notices and is already bending over backwards for him. Like, she's like, wow, two years in a row, that's amazing. But he's like a sulky little bitch about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to go to the um, award show. She's like, no. let's go. Let's. What are we gonna get dressed? All the kids can get dressed up. Let's go. And he's like, I don't want to go. Yeah, Not at the I can't last possibly. Oh, I can't withstand it. Like takes the joy out of the room for every single well, person. Well, at the awards, that's a surefire way that everyone will be talking about you because you're noticeably absent. Yeah. So Liz is like, okay, then we'll all stay here. Which like, Liz, stop to me. You're late for this man. Cause like, she does it so fast too. She does, like, she, so she doesn't go to the Academy Awards, okay? They all stay in, they're listening on the radio, fucking everybody who worked on the movie, including Elizabeth, gets an Oscar, okay? 
And then Richard does not. And he's like, I must be alone. I'm a poor loser, which that is a literal line. I'm not clowning around. Yeah. Okay. So it occur- like this is where the full force of it came crashing into me because I'm like, Elizabeth missed out on going to the Academy Awards where she won a fucking Oscar because Richard was being a piss baby. Mm-hmm. And E4 mm-hmm. has a talk with him. What did you think about this talk? He lays him out. Oh, and I, I love that. I was like, yes, lay him the fuck out. He's still being a sulking, like self-sabotaging, self-absorbed person in this. But like E4 is like, you're going to fucking lose her. I thought that you were too good for her, but she's too good for you. And what the fuck? Like, you need yeah. to be happy for her instead of moping around. And he's like, I'm afraid I'm not too good. I'm not good enough for her. And it's, yeah. And I put in quotations and I'll do nothing to change that. No. <laughs> that line. Can't you see? I'm afraid I'm not enough for her. This is a real thing, but I don't understand why. If you're afraid you're not enough for someone, why aren't you trying harder instead of pulling them down? Why don't you just talk to them about it? Like, goddamn, I mean, talking in these films, it just don't happen. No, he can't. I mean, we've eviscerated him enough for (laughs) the time being. And uh, their business manager, Bernard, sorry, Bernie, our boy Bernie Bernie shows up and he's like, hello, how are you? Uh, I'm here to inform you that you're broke. And they're like, what? How is that possible? But, like, we also see how it's possible in the following scenes. So, like, yeah, Richard's been offered a role in a movie for, like, three quarters of a million dollars. Three which quarters so of money. a million dollars. And he's so like, mm, I don't want to. It's no good. Bitch. No. I, he's like, I don't want to. And Liz is like, you should do it. And he's like, She's like, I'll do it with you. I'll cut my fee in half, which they need space apart. But instead, they double down and move into a yacht in Italy <laughs> to get away from the paparazzi. And it it, it doesn't solve their problems because now they're trapped on a boat together on water. On a you boat. You can't storm off anywhere. With like five kids. Five fucking kids. I have to and imagine those kids aren't. Oh, yeah. She, well... Dick does his classic move. He's done this a couple times so far where uh, he calls Elizabeth fat as a put down. Because he's jealous of her photographer. He gets he gets jealous of the photographer he's she hired. jealous of everything. So and he so he just decides to call her fat. Fat. So, okay. Which May is a say. huge insult for her, apparently. But go ahead. Well, yeah. Putting someone down for being fat is the fucking worst. Like, I feel like I have to take a stance here and point out that someone's weight is just like a fact about them. Like, yeah. having brown hair. Like, it doesn't mean that you're attractive or unattractive, okay? But mm-hmm. the way that Richard uses it here and, like, the way most people still use the word fat, because this is how we've been conditioned, is that he means that she's unattractive and therefore less worthy of his attentions, okay? Yeah. yeah. So Richard can't handle that she's doing great and won a fucking Oscar, so he keeps making jabs at Liz to undercut her self-esteem. Like, I think also he chooses this specifically because the newspapers at the time are also going on and on about her weight because, and I side goobed, mm. apparently Elizabeth purposely put on weight for her role in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, okay? Mm. This is where I, I found the movie on YouTube and kind of skimmed through it and then I looked at photos like, she looks average weight. Mm. She's just not obscene movie star skinny anymore. Yeah, thank God. So I was like, I can't believe this counts as, as her putting on weight. Fuck everyone. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's so clear that Richard's trying to cut her down any way he can. And this is the way he's chosen to make her feel bad about herself. 
because it's appearance driven because her entire life is about being on camera. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to like spoil that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he does this a few times where he like calls her fat as an insult and then he goes to make up with her and he. Ew. He's, she's like, I'm disgusting and fat because like he told her she was. And then he's like, you're not you're not fat. I'm, you're perfect. And I love you. And I'm like, but you just said she wasn't like a minute yeah. ago. Yeah. He called. OK. He called her fingers pudgy. Oh my God. was the word he used and i was like mm-hmm. oh fuck off and when he reappeared in the room when he decided everything was fine he I- decided her feelings shouldn't be hurt anymore yeah That's he was like he i'm fine i'm over this he calls her boopsy and says richard wants to play and i was like i'm oh, so disgusting yeah richard now. wants to play is the way he that. decides to initiate sex bone chilling i yuck it i yuck it i hate it <laughs> <laughs> So, and uh, so, but I do love the way she twists the situation around because she just turns it into being like, I want a big ring. Well, it's a terrible idea though, right? So Richard mm-hmm. buys Elizabeth a fucking ring for over a million dollars. They are married and they're broke. Like, mm-hmm. this is why they're broke. They're like, mm-hmm. how are we broke, Bernie? How is that possible? And then Bernie's like, because you can buy shit for a million dollars. He also ends up buying a private plane later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, Richard spends a million dollars on a ring as an apology to Elizabeth, but, like, th- the cheaper option is to just not wage psychological warfare on her and be and being oh. an asshole. <laughs> she also, like, kind of tries to make it okay, because you hear her at a party being like, well, Richard called my fingers pudgy, so I made him buy this big, beautiful diamond to make them look smaller. I mean, this, yeah, this is a thing that I think a lot of people do when they're trying, like, maybe just being actively abused in a relationship is they try to minimize the instances of abuse. Yes. This is pretty fucking common and it's pretty disturbing. And this, this one just takes the form of an incredibly expensive, mind-blowing ring. The next part is about the Swiss house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Would you like to recount this tale? Sure, I'll do it for you. I know you can't handle it. I can't Uh, handle it. (laughs) I was really upset. It's awful. So they're going to the this house for Christmas, and uh, Richard and E4 are getting into it because E4 is kind of sick of this shit. He's sick of Richard having tantrums and just sort of ordering people around. E4's like, you know, I'm your brother, right? And E4's like, I fucking pay you. Wait, Richard says that, not E4. Um, whatever. Basically, he well, sends E4 away to open up the house after they have this argument. And he breaks his spine in the process because he falls down some stairs in the dark of this house that he's trying to open up for them. And the doctor reveals to them at the hospital that he's never going to walk again. He's permanently paralyzed. Permanently paralyzed. This obviously hits Richard pretty hard because they just had an argument and now his brother can no longer walk. And his response to that, unshockingly, is to drink yeah that's his response somehow more than he already does i was like pow so so much so much then they skip all of christmas just the movie skipped all of christmas i I doubt they even celebrated christmas how do you how do you like fucking celebrate christmas after that you you don't you don't don't. uh they're back on the yacht and dick is stressed out by the atmosphere of it all now even though this was definitely his idea it was his idea and liz is having a daytime dance party and how dare she 
I will also say this is the most Lindsay Lohan she has looked in the entire film. I was like, she didn't even have to get a costume. This is just her at her club in Mykonos. Like, this is just, (laughs) you know. This is is just her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would also like to say, like, Richard is grieving very heavily. And mm -hmm. this maybe might be the most sympathetic I feel towards him is during this time. Mm. You know? I do. But I stopped feeling empathetic for him pretty quickly. Because uh, he, you know, throws them, he throws his tantrums. He throws the music off the boat. He starts yelling. Wait, about... what, do you say, what do you say, music? <laughs> like, it was the music. I imagine him just like throwing an entire like seven piece band off the boat. <laughs> it's the radio. That was his energy. Um, yeah, he starts yelling about taking a job for money, even though he hates it. And she's suspicious because he's working with younger women. And she, he just can't imagine why she, she wouldn't trust him. That's shocking. And he calls her a witch. <laughs> oh and he, he's, like, kind of threatening to kill her in this argument. Yeah, he's, he's like, really you know threatening. He chases her. He chases her, and he's threatening. He's like, you know how they handle witches? They, 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 drown they burn them. them or they drown them. And she... Uh, locks him in a closet, and I love that for her. <laughs> yeah, me too, but uh, again, they make up by her buying him an extravagant gift. It's like a whole chest whole of fucking of books or some shit. Old-ass books. The way they spend money is like... Uh, they're really living way out of their means. He buys... This is where he buys that fucking used private jet for a million dollars, and he throws mm-hmm. her a massive fucking 40th birthday party. Um, so ungrateful boobs make a snide comment about her. <laughs> At her birthday, and she flees and cries in her room. And Richard's being all affectionate and doting during this time. And, like, this is where I realized, like, oh, he's only nice to her when she's miserable. This is the night that Richard gets the news that his brother dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts straight chugging vodka and tells Elizabeth to stay away from him. So she doesn't know how to care for him, like, how to help him. Because, like, it cuts to a month later. They're on the set of Richard's movie that he's filming. Bluebeard. And yeah, he has I guess a beard. He, the worst fucking beard. The horrible goatee. <laughs> um, he's just being boozy and he's holding another woman's hand and uh, a young woman. Yeah, Liz rocks up. She's not even really mad about the woman, but she's like, "You gotta stop this." They told me you're on your third bottle, and he's just like so mean to her. He diminishes her. He criticizes her. Mm-hmm. He, I understand he's grieving and is like being slowly crushed by guilt, but. Uh, using your wife as your emotional punching bag is not it. Not acceptable. I mean, Elizabeth pieces out. She's like, I'm going to London. Bye. Yep. She's there for like two seconds. She sees a headline about Richard cheating with a co-star. And she's like, you know what? Two can play at that game. Tit for two. And she gets herself photographed arm in arm with someone named Aristotle Onassis, which is an incredible (laughs) name. I didn't Google it. I know he's a real person. (laughs) I wonder if he's related to Jackie O. Oh my god, I don't know. Who knows? But Dick sees the newspaper, he's upset. And uh, this pacing of this movie is insane, because I thought their slow demise was gonna be slower, but it's just like, two years later, he sends her divorce papers. Yeah, I mean, listen, you mentioned it before. We were like an hour in, and we were like, where's this gonna go? And it was like, oh, fat, fast, quickly down the drain. That's oh, where but, it's gonna go. I mean, they, it's gonna be a tight 90 minutes, right? So, like, yeah. I would have... I mean, this movie held my attention. I could have watched for another 90 minutes of the story play out. Like, I would have watched a two-parter, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot more information I'd like to know. There's more things I'd like to have seen played out. Like, 
Yeah. Her phone call's really short when she signs the divorce papers. Like, I, yeah. we don't really see them apart, so, like... Yeah, it does feel very sudden. It feels like Very sudden. She's, I, like, uh, hearing through the newspapers about him getting engaged and then calling it off with, like, a couple of other women. Mm-hmm. She's got a party. She's with this regular face guy named Henry, and she's having like health issues. But we don't know yeah, who is Henry. Is Henry another husband? I can't figure out who he no, is. No, I looked him up. He's not the next husband. Who is he? <laughs> so she's at in the hospital. What was she in the hospital for? Her legs are up, but not in casts. That's I think she had a back never problem. explained. That's never explained. She does have a back problem. Though. I like, tried that is, googling. I googled it. that. She had scoliosis real bad. Um, okay, yeah, so do I. But like that doesn't put you in a hospital like this. <laughs> I don't, that is They were like, mm, two more degrees and you'd need a brace, but it's not two more degrees, so you just have a crooked ass back. Congratulations. Jesus like, Christ. I don't know if this is good or bad news. Okay. Whoa. I guess I'm happy I don't have a brace, but like, it was a close call. So, Whoa. uh, this doctor's like, your blood tests are not looking great. We think it might be colon cancer, but we don't know yet. So poor Henry is like, Henry. what do you need? Is there anything I can get you? Mm-hmm. There's a long pause, Allison. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, she's gonna mm-hmm. say to her current boyfriend that she mm-hmm. wants Richard. She asks mm-hmm. him to bring Richard there. Yeah. Bold. <laughs> if I was Henry, I mean, I'd be like, Is there anything else I can get you? <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like a milkshake or like, like a ginger ale. A ginger ale or like some more magazines. Your mom, maybe. Not your ex-husband. Okay. Fucking Richard. So Richard actually does show up to Liz's hospital yeah. room. Well, because she's dying. She's in misery, right? We've already established that he wants to be there for her when she's miserable. Yeah, except... <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Liz is going to be totally fine. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with her. She's okay. Richard. Yep. Richard takes this opportunity to ask her to marry him. I couldn't believe it. It was so fast. It was so he proposes fast. in the hospital room. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's, in the hospital okay. room. I need, I need, okay, I need to address something before we move on. Please. Please this tell me. This is to the tune of me uh, noticing that the cameraman much earlier was enjoying his job. This is something okay. that had nothing to add to the story, but my mind was oh, like. Oh, all about it. Come on. What is this? Uh, the magazine that had the headline of them getting back together that was like, oh, they're back together. Like, they're in love again. Oh, my God. What is that? Had, ad- <laughs> had ads on the left. Okay. Uh-oh. For what? I couldn't read all of them, but the <laughs> what are they for? The one I, the one I read, says, "How mayonnaise can improve your sex life." How mayonnaise? Like the was, stuff was... you put on on sandwiches and grilled yeah. cheese. Yes. Mayonnaise. How mayonnaise can improve, can improve your, your sex, sex life? life? That's fucking like, nasty. <laughs> that like, sounds like a yeast <laughs> infection waiting to happen. What the fuck? I was like, what is this? I'm so glad you told that to me. It will haunt me forever. Thank you. So anybody who decides to watch this movie, keep an eye out. I want to know what the rest of the ads are. I will not be revisiting, but... Uh, Listeners, has mayonnaise improved your sex life? (laughs) Right in. Except please don't. You you bottle that noise up. I don't want to fucking hear it. (laughs) So, they get married again. They They sure do. I have, I don't think, I'm not convinced anybody who, there's just no way, right? I don't know how this shit works. Again, because I'm in the um, unique position of being like, this would never be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm just so like, maybe it's possible. There's a reason you guys got divorced. Why do you think this is going to be different? Have either of you significantly changed? I mean, we're looking at Liz and Dick. We can tell. No. They blacked out. <laughs> well, and then, sorry, but really quickly, as soon as they get married, in Botswana, by the way, I was like, okay, <laughs> no explanation as to why that occurred. Fine. <laughs> and then the metaphorical Liz and Dick in their director's chairs tell us that it's over in months again. Like, the pacing mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not even clear what era of their relationship they were truly trying to focus on. It's It really feels like they just started to run out of time. And they needed to wrap it up. Yeah. They were like, let's do the wrap up because guess what? <laughs> They're like, yep, it was over in months again. And then cut to 1984, Dick, from the beginning. He lies down in his bed and he fucking dies. Okay. He fucking, he fucking dies. Dies. Lays Stop. down, dies. <laughs> Go. A very, a very young blonde woman appears. And that's his new wife. Comes to check on him. Guess he's dead now. Yeah. And... This is stupid. Okay, tell me. <laughs> I have to bring it up. I'm very invested in stupid things. Please tell me. There's two stupid things. They're going to be okay. back to back. Please, please. This one is that, did you notice mm -hmm. that his wives uh, never had the same hair color as Elizabeth? <gasps> Somehow <gasps> still apply to the rule. Shut up. Oh my God. And her mother's a blonde too. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> The only reason why Liz Taylor isn't blonde in this is because in real life she wasn't blonde. You know Lifetime yeah. was dying to figure out how to make her a fucking blonde. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I know. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Holy so shit. Okay. We are <laughs> we are six for six right now. Okay. I <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> okay, anyway. What's We're the on to the thing? next stupid thing when we got to talk about this scene, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. which me. is Liz pops out. She's got very big hair. I guess it's the 80s now. Oh, okay. Elizabeth Taylor's 80s hair. This is how I remember Liz Taylor. Yeah. Was with yeah. this fucking 80s ass hair. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and she's popping out. She's like, what do I want to wear to this party, mom? And I was like, that's her mom? <laughs> I like, shit. Oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I forgot that it wasn't until this moment that you figured out that was her fucking mother the entire I just, time. I just, I was like, oh. <laughs> wait, wait. It literally, I, it, I was like, I got like two minutes left. I just figured out who this woman is. <laughs> You're like, wow, that really changes everything. <laughs> but yeah, her mom has to break the news to her that uh, Dick is dead and she just fucking passes out. Yeah, Elizabeth fucking collapses, man. I was really sad, though, because, like, the paparazzi is still everywhere being pieces of shit, and, like, mm -hmm. Elizabeth doesn't attend the funeral because she knows it'll be a shit show. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, doesn't want to put everybody through that. So yeah. she goes to Switzerland to lay flowers down on his grave, and the paparazzi is everywhere there yeah. being pieces of shit. And she's sobbing, oh. and I feel terrible for her. And then, fair listener, metaphorical Liz and Dick clasp hands... They hold their hands together, and then the movie's fucking over. Yeah, pretty much. Though she does say over his grave, I do need to say this, that she just repeats it. She goes, forever your ocean. Forever your ocean. And I think for some people, that probably hit. For me, I was just like, oh. You know what? It's because I did not like 
uh, again, Lifetime's depiction of Richard Burton that I was like, well, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't know. That does sound super callous. Like, a man is dead, but, like, everybody yeah, dies. And I'm sorry, Richard, but you were, like, you were messy. You were mm-hmm. constantly making messes that other people had to clean up. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear about their their astrology and why it's so weird? It's time for our ba 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 astrology section, and this one's actually for realsies, y'all, because these are not made up characters. <laughs> They're not made up, and the internet has all of their information, which is startling. So, um, Elizabeth Taylor is a Sagittarius rising Pisces with a Scorpio moon. That's a whole lot, and um, Richard is an Aries rising uh, Scorpio with a Virgo moon. Now, those big three aren't necessarily the things that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was looking at was the fact that Liz Taylor's Venus, which is the planet of love, mm-hmm. and Uranus, which is sort of the planet that represents like rebellion or, or shocking change, um, and, and it's in its most neutral form. Like it isn't good or bad. It's just like the thing that shakes things up. Both of those things are hanging out with one another, which would mean, like, her tendency for multiple marriages or affairs in Aries. And that sits in the same sign as his rising sign. So when you put two charts of two people on top of one another, it's something called synastry. How I like to pronounce it, like my redneck ass, synastry. And when you see... um, Important parts of one person's chart hit important parts of another person's chart. Those are sort of not red flags. They're just like big flags. And Elizabeth's like tumultuous love life portion of her chart lands directly in the personality placement house of Richard. So that was going to happen. Also, his love portion of his life sits really close. His Venus sign is in Capricorn. And so is his midheaven. So his love life was always going to revolve around um, his highest achievements. Oh, wow. the things he achieves in doing. Yeah. So um, why was he so fucking mad at it? See, this is what I have a problem with. Because like, he's sorry. an insecure little shithead. I don't know. Um, he also... So his Mars is in Libra in the seventh house, according to this. Mm-hmm. And I would say maybe sometimes he seems like he was pretty diplomatic, maybe even a little bit of a womanizer. That's not shocking. Hmm. But he was really driven to these romantic one-on-one relationships. That's something that he wanted quite a lot of. Yeah. And for her, her midheaven is in Libra. Midheaven is, again, that career, not career necessarily, but highest achievement. And it's sitting in that place where he's really driven to pursue one-on-one relationships. Mm-hmm. Is So this like indication that they were going to meet while they were working is like present in both their charts. It's so weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want you know what I want? What? I want you to look at the uh synastry between Richard Burton and Julie Andrews and explain to me how it is that Julie Andrews was like oh. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing it. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Let me see. Let me see if I can find a chart. Um, just around. so the pe- people listening know, I'm using astrotheme.com which <laughs> I need to be honest, may or may not have accurate information for these people. I really don't know. But if it does, it's interesting. Uh... 
She's a Virgo Venus, like you. <gasps> oh my god. Mars is in Sagittarius. She just knew. Like she looked at him and she was like, no, I know. She, she just knows. knew. She's also a Virgo rising. Like she was like, mm-mm. Mm. Ah, oh, that makes she's like you seem. I don't have time for nonsense, and you fe- seem like you're full of nonsense. Yeah, I feel like I can tell that you're full of it. Um, I mean, do you think her Mars and Sagittarius is why oh, she was like, no, I'm no, not no. gonna fix your nonsense? No, no, no. She's got. She's a right. Okay, I'm very familiar with this. She's Ooh. a Virgo rising, and her ruling planet is Mercury, and it's sitting in Scorpio, which is also me. Which is like, if she's gonna be vulnerable with somebody she's gonna suss them out and suss them out hard oh my god and her moon is in scorpio and her jupiter's in scorpio yes she, oh my god he just like couldn't pull one over on her Ooh, i love that julie andrews if you're a listener call us we want to yeah. want to <laughs> see if he used the line has anybody ever told you you're a very pretty girl on you <laughs> and what your response was she was probably like yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know thanks bye great <laughs> Anyway, that's that's where we will end the astrological takedown of these two. But so thank you so much for joining us on this journey, besties. Mm-hmm. Me, Allison, Elizabeth Taylor's ghost, but not Richard and Burton's because we don't enjoy him. He's not allowed. And he's <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan's second row of lashes. I wait. Uh, wait. Lindsay or Elizabeth? Lindsay was wearing some. Elizabeth just grew them. I'm thinking Lindsay's. Oh, they I were doing Elizabeth the hard work. Always had fake lashes. I'm sorry, Elizabeth Taylor's <laughs> ghost, but I, I that sounds like some old Hollywood bullshit. I'm. I'll, I said at the beginning of the episode. I'll say it again. They're like, yeah, she's naturally like that. Fuck Listen. off. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking Lindsay's. They're the ones holding on by glue, hanging on with a prayer. Those are. They're like God. We're just yeah. here, you know? trying to do a job. I'm not at all religious. Uh, I think when we die, we're dead. But let's tonight all offer a prayer to Elizabeth Taylor's ghost and the strength of Lindsay Lohan's eyelids. There you go. I feel comfortable leaving it at that. Okay. Love you all and goodbye.